man, we are just having consistent problems hitting our schedule, aren't we? Sorry about that. Sorry so much. Let me just uh, walk you through kind of what's happened recently that has prevented me, and really just me, it's not James's fault at all, from uh, regularly recording and editing the episodes in a in a schedule that would be befitting to you, the listener. Um, we talked about this on the show back in December. My, my town pretty much burned down, <laughs> and uh, so I needed to take some time for that. Got to figure out my stuff uh, in, in that situation. And uh, I, I eventually did, and we started Season 2 of the Super Jump Podcast in January. And this is the season we are still in. Uh, I, I believe next week we're going to have Episode 205, so really only the, f- the fifth episode of the second season uh, by the end of March, not a great track record. Should be uh, should be six or seven, but uh, we're on, we're on five. I'm, again, I take responsibility. What happened was that I had to go to a wedding uh, for a friend I haven't seen in a very long time. I was the best man. It was fantastic. I, I loved it, but it was it did uh, require me to journey to Colorado and and spend a uh, a weekend in a hotel room with my family, and it just it, it wouldn't have worked out. And this coming weekend, I am going to be um, <clears throat> traveling again to see my grandparents, who I also haven't seen in a, a few years, um, in, in Arizona. And similarly, I won't be able to record. However, um, I'm making sure that this episode is going out right now and that there will be a brand new Super Jump podcast proper next week. Um the episode you're about to listen to is a joint venture between me and Heil Russell of DK Vine. If you're a longtime listener of the Super Trump podcast, you'll remember Heil, um, I believe it was episode 105, I think maybe the fifth, the fifth episode of the first season, right? He was on that, and, and uh, he talked about his experience with DK Vine. I was on his podcast, The Conversation, and we talked about Smash Brothers, um, as I'm sure you could tell from the episode description or the episode title. Um, just a few notes about the conversation. It's a very different kind of show than the Super Jump podcast usually is. Um, if you're not into... I shouldn't say not into. If you're adverse toward um, profanity, uh, there's a bit more in this. The The humor is just generally a, a little more lowbrow um in in this show i think it's fine i think it personally um i don't think it would offend too many people but um if if you are the kind of person who uh, listens to our show because it's a little bit cleaner um it just a heads up uh i still think it's great i still think it's a great episode that we did and it's a long episode so uh if you want to listen to heil and me discuss the Super Smash Brothers uh, announcement, the Super Smash Brothers for Switch announcement. Uh, go ahead. Just another one thing to keep in mind. This is the conversation. It's I barely did any editing on this at all. It's pretty much a conversation episode, which means two things. Um, he will be, or Heil specifically, will be talking about the uh, the Patreon for uh, DK Vine, which I uh, in, totally endorse. But as a rule, Super Jump itself uh we can't exactly officially endorse so just just know that up front uh i haven't edited that out it's just it's still in there just keep keep a, an open mind about that 
and also we're going to be talking about Smash Brothers through the lens of a Donkey Kong fan, because that is um, what Hyle is, and what I am, but uh, it's it's the, the premise of the conversation as a show. So without further ado, here you go. Here's the conversation. If I'm going to talk about Smash. Uh, oh, oh, welcome to the conversation. Oh, I'm Heil Russell, and I'm excited. I'm so excited to talk about Smash Brothers. This week, I'm joined yet again by one Mitchell Wolf from off of the Super Jump Podcast. Hi, Mitchell. How are you doing? Hey, Heil. It's good to be here. I'm standing outside of Bandai Namco, which is in, it's located in, Tokyo, Japan, and I'm hoping that if I stand here long enough, we might get some interesting information about what's going on inside of the development. Back to you, Heil. Thanks, Mitch. No, but 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 seriously, how, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. We've just been standing here for a... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh... <laughs> I, I I started a uh, a new diet this morning, and I hope that it lasts until uh, tonight. Uh, now, I can't keep up with all the fad diets, Mitchell. Which one is this? This is the diet that Penn Gillette went on to lose, like, 100 pounds at once. Um, you know he's a magician, right? So everything mm-hmm. he does is a filthy lie. Yeah, I, I know, but I'm stupid, so I can, I can just, you know, follow and, and believe... Everything that he does without actually having to buy into it in any kind of scientific way. Um, but it's, Heil, it's potatoes. It's just potatoes. Well, okay. Okay. Well, you know, I'm sure the potato diet makes allowances for other Irish staples. It like, absolutely uh, does not. Charms. They're very clear about that. They Really? Not even Lucky Charms? Not even black pepper to put on a potato. Or Lucky Charms. Or Lucky Charms that you can grind up and then also put on a potato for that great, great sweet chalky crunch. Well, speaking of food, uh, before before we actually get uh, talking about Smash Brothers, I do need to clear something up about the last episode of the conversation I did. Um, Now, those who listened may have heard what they thought was the uh, end of the world, Mitchell, but uh, (laughs) we're still here, and... uh, it, yeah, it, it was a very disconcerting explosion, and I, I'm sure it kept many people up at night. Uh, they, they couldn't get a proper night's sleep, and they were very grumpy the next morning. I'm sure Starbucks got a lot of business, what with uh, people needing a caffeine boost. But what uh, it, it wasn't the end of the world. Uh, I, so even though our pollinators are being eradicated, uh, the, the world is still here. No, what, what it was, Mitchell, was... Uh, during the episode, I got a hankering for spaghetti, okay? Mm. So I decided to uh, test the limits of my recently diagnosed lactose intolerance by dousing it with Parmesan cheese, as one does All if right. uh, they're All right. not a foodie. If they're not a foodie. And uh, I, I figured, you know, the Parmesan cheese is so dry 
what would be the harm in and just in just using half the canister of Parmesan cheese on my spaghetti? Because I don't like a lot of sauce on my spaghetti. I, I, I just like. I see. This is like the logic that like ice is dry, so there can't be any water in it. Well, okay. So yeah, it as it turns out, <laughs> there's some cheese ex- in it. <laughs> yeah, even extremely dry cheese results in a very wet anal sneeze. So uh, that's what we heard on the episode as it ended. And uh, and a very special welcome to listeners of the Super Jump Podcast. <laughs> you know, we've been doing the podcast, the Super Jump Podcast, for... Uh, it, it's creeping up on almost a year now. And Where does the time go? Where does the time go? And I still have no idea what our demographic is. So maybe that maybe that's exactly what they wanted to hear. Maybe there, it's just nuns. Maybe it's only nuns. And uh, we we just lost the whole thing. But uh, I think it'll probably be fine, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully hopefully it's monks who have taken a vow of silence. So that way you never get any feedback on what you can do to improve the product. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Unlike me, I get a lot of feedback and I just ignore it. So for those of you who are regular listeners of this show that that I host, The Conversation... uh, You'll know very well that I am pretty pretty damn burned out on Smash Brothers, Mitch. Uh, we did an episode, you and I, of the conversation last August, and uh, I believe it was scrubbing Smash's taints because we are very uh, eloquent and uh, erudite here on the conversation, and that, that's the way we title things, but... It was all about, oh, how can Smash Brothers be improved in the hypothetical for for the next Smash Brothers game, you know? And that that was last August. Well, here we are. It's March 2018. And, well, the next Smash Brothers game has just been announced officially uh, on the last Nintendo Direct. So, let me just explain my position real quick for those of you who yeah. may be wondering, well, well, how can the, the, the host of the conversation be burned out on Smash Brothers? It's got Donkey Kong in it. It's got Diddy Kong in it. You like Nintendo, Heil. How can you, can, can, how can you possibly be burned out on, on this grand mashup of Nintendo and video game icons? Well, well, first of all, no one thinks you like Nintendo, Heil. That's... <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there's the misconception that I hate Nintendo, too. There's, there's extreme. There's, we only trade in extremes on the internet mm-hmm. anymore. There, there is no room for nuance. And my relationship with Nintendo is very nuanced. I grew up being a Nintendo kid. I, I had an NES as my second video game console uh, out, you know, after the old wood-paneled Atari, and uh, which I believe my parents got at a yard sale. So it wasn't like I was part of that first generation of Atari kids. I got an Atari when the NES was already out. So I'm not that old, but um, that, that was our my first video game console. So I got to experience that before we got an NES. And, you know, I loved Nintendo. I loved, I, I watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show religiously every day after school. Uh, I, I wanted to get uh, a pair of overalls to be just like Mario. Uh, and then, you know, I got a Super Nintendo. I got a Game Boy. Uh, and, and then Donkey Kong Country came out and all of a sudden nothing else really mattered as far as Nintendo was concerned. I had found this title that appealed to me in every possible way a title could appeal to me, a franchise. And 
I no longer really had much interest in the rest of Nintendo. It, it, it's the weirdest thing when something scratches every itch you could possibly have, and, and then all of a sudden nothing else is as satisfying a scratcher anymore. If that makes any sense. So yeah, yeah, sure. Basically, basically, I I I found my favorite Nintendo franchise, and I fell in love with Rare. And and then my my views evolved over time, and I still have a great affinity for Nintendo and a healthy respect for Nintendo. But I also think Nintendo has kind of moved away from what interests me as a gamer. Um, it, it comes and goes, obviously, but my era of Nintendo was kind of at its apex in the mid-90s when they were finally putting the kill shot in for Sega. And... Uh, slowly afterwards it's been just a slow kind of parting of the ways as far as me and nintendo goes and uh that doesn't mean i haven't bought an, bought every nintendo console since then sans the switch which i'm going to buy in the next month or two it, it's just i don't know it, it's just one of those things where a lot of their decisions i haven't really necessarily agreed with and blah 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 blah, 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 blah. anyway smash brothers yeah <laughs> to contrast, um, Smash Brothers on its own is probably one of my favorite Nintendo series. Um, maybe number three of all of them. Um, that's that's. I mean, that's like saying the Avengers is your favorite Mar- uh, Marvel franchise. No, it's not because it's it's like it. Maybe it's like saying the Avengers is your favorite Marvel movie. Um, okay. Or comic book, or uh, I don't know. Do people still read their Marvel on on those lithographs? I don't know what I'm saying anymore. I like Smash. Is is all I'm trying to get at. I I, uh, sure. I, I really love Melee. I even really like um, Wii U. Even though we we talked about that on that previous episode I was on. Uh, my relationship with Super Smash Brothers Wii U is that I still think it's like my second favorite of the Smash games. Um, just uh, not not quite to the level of, of Melee. And uh, unlike a lot of Melee fans who um, see Melee as kind of like an accident, and I, I do see where they're coming from, uh, it, it can't be something that's repeated in future installments. I don't share that opinion. Like they think opinion. it's an accident? I've, I've, I've actually not heard that opinion, that, that Melee was just a fluke. <laughs> you, you just, uh, you, get, you roll out of bed and look, ah... Uh, were you did, did you eat too much uh, bran before you went to sleep last night? You just uh, left Super Smash Brothers Melee there. What an accident! Uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Why are your bowel movements that of a of a household pet? Like what? Well, Heil, you've actually never seen me in real life. I could be a dog. Anyone on the internet might be a dog. But I've met you like sh- three sh- times sh- in real life. Okay, all right, all right. Woof. Um, so the idea that Super Smash Brothers Melee is an accident kind of stems from what competitive fans, specifically competitive fans, but but even non-competitive fans fans as well, what they like in Melee. Um, so if if we're talking competitively for a second, and I I know that's not um, you know probably a, a majority of the listeners of this show's favorite like aspect of it. Um, a lot of the advanced techniques that make the skill ceiling for melee so high, meaning you can just keep getting better and better if you practice against better people and go to more tournaments, uh, what, what makes that so high 
and the these skill floor so low, meaning like that's the minimum amount of skill you need to have to have fun in the game. Um, it w- was a fluke because that wasn't necessarily what uh, Sakurai was designing for. By like like competitive players use wave dashes, which is something that they put in the game. Um, not it wasn't an accident it's not a glitch but they didn't exactly see how like valuable that would be to a competitive player or something like l canceling which is where if you use a move in the air and you land you have to like go through an animation of like standing back up straight if you press the l button when you do that the that animation lasts half as long if you're playing casually you never have to know about that it'll never come up it'll never hurt your fun but if you're playing competitively, it's like getting good at stuff like that is is consistently rewarding because you can just keep, um, you know, you, you can get higher and higher in the rankings of, of tournaments and stuff like that. That's what a lot of people like. And, and there's some other uh, tonal things that people like about Melee. I think the menu of that game is super great. Uh, the best the series oh, yeah. has ever had. I think the just the the atmosphere of like that opening cinematic and and that the tone that it um gave to the game it was more um subdued i think than either brawler wii u uh or 3ds for that matter when i say wii u just assume i'm also talking about 3ds okay yeah yeah. So, so so i mean for me look i i am probably the quintessential casual smash fan i am not in any way a competitive smash player i kind of recoil at the thought of of even engaging in that world it just has no interest to me and i don't mean to disparage anybody sure no is into that because you you can have make your own kind of music have whatever fun you want to have with these games play them to your heart i mean i would be a hypocrite if i got ornery with people for for wanting to play a game how they want because half the fun uh, of my experiences with gaming is really investing in the game world and fleshing out the lore in my head and coming up with headcanon you know that that's that's where i'm coming from but um for me like as a casual melee still has not been topped and i say that because Melee did not have the best roster. I would argue Brawl had the most refined and complete roster of any Smash Brothers game. I, I know Super Smash Brothers 4 had more characters, but I feel like the ones that were in Brawl were the most worthy, minus a, a solid snake or two, you know? So, uh, but, but, but Melee, even though it didn't have the best roster or have all of the additions that later games had... For me, it just felt like it, it was scaled back and uncomplicated to the point where it there was a, a magic that we have never seen in any game, fighting or otherwise. There There is this weird magic and charm to it that's almost ethereal, otherworldly. I can't really put it into terms but you mentioned the menus and that's a great example yeah. when i play the game i'm you know i'd never seen a menu system like this and it's it's so intuitive it's almost like you barely have to think about it and it's it's part of that immersion of whatever weird world smash inhabits it's just like 
it, it really does feel like it's almost this uh, spiritual realm where all these characters can come together. All of these disparate franchises can coexist. And I love that it was a celebration of all of their history, but also all of Nintendo's history as well. Uh, it, it was just, it did so many things right. And mm-hmm. I feel, I don't want to get into the, the argument, even though I'm sure I've made this argument on the conversation in the past, that, that Sakurai is in any way a George Lucas where he doesn't understand the appeal of his own uh, property because, as as we've just demonstrated here, different people find different things appealing about Smash Brothers. I, so think, I think I don't think it's, it's fair and it's not fair. Um, and yeah, and it, it's fair because, like, you're right about that that point. I I think that there was a, a major source of appeal in Melee that, uh, for a lot of people, did return in Brawl and Wii U. Um, but for some, mm-hmm. like like that that menu is, is a perfect example because. He, every game had like a different menu until Brawl 3DS and Wii U had very similar menus. And that implies to me, and also the game he worked on in between those, Kid Icarus Uprising, also had that same style of menu. Um, That implies to me that that is the original intent, or at least his favorite version of what's happened so far. And if that's what he's getting out of it, I mean, that's great for a lot of people. But... The people's favorite menu, I and this has been this, this has been polled, and people have uh, like voiced this on 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 the um, internet. This the new internet thing they they made. Uh, they are saying the that melee had the best it, uh, menu, and that just is kind of counterintuitive to what I assume Sakurai's actual stance on the matter is. Uh, so in that way, yes, George Lucas, in the way that. George Lucas is actually just not a great director. I don't know about that for Sakurai because, like his other games, um, consistently great. Um, like, remember? Did you play Air Ride? Kirby Air Ride? No, I haven't. It's a good game. That's no, all the, I have to say about Kirby, it. It's, just, it's fun. No, the last Kirby game I played in full was uh, Kirby Stream Course for the Super Nintendo. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, which I loved. I, that. that it, that's another game that was just weird, but it had a magic to it that uh, that I find unparalleled today. No, I I think part of the problem, and again, there there are people who prefer Brawl and and, and the four duology, I'm sure, but I think part of the problem is when you kind of hit on perfection on on a on a formula that is so many things for so many people on your second outing. Any attempts to build on that will just be kind of pulling a thread out of a quilt. It, it's inevitably going to unravel. So when you say Melee was an accident, I kind of see it. Uh, because Melee, whatever Sakurai's intentions for Melee were, it had such a broad uh, appeal, such such a broad cross-section of people who fell in love with that, that inevitably, whenever you're going to try to use that as your foundation, people aren't going to want to live on those upper levels that you just built. Well, I I uh, should, I should cap this off by saying the entire melee was an accident argument was brought up to say that I don't agree with it. And oh well, yeah, okay. yeah. Well, no, they're <laughs> that's just bad no, podcasting no, no, on my part. I. I mean, that, I, I walked rubbish. right into that one. But uh, <laughs> all I'm saying is that um, the 
Melee presented a, a thing I like where it built on the worlds of the games instead of just recontextualizing the worlds. Like, um, yes, every one of those stages in Melee, they had the name of the stage and like where it is located. I thought that was super cool. And in in Super Smash Brothers for Wii U, you get similarly recontextualized worlds as stages like the Wrecking Cu- uh, Crew building, but then the name of the building is just Wrecking Crew. That's not exciting right that should be at least wrecked building if you don't want to name the building if you just want to describe it um yeah 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 i see and as somebody who really loves lore and uh game universes i think melee was kind of the ultimate love letter to that as well so that's that's where i was able to find an in and then i was able to appreciate all the uh, other aspects where i feel like they've kind of gotten away from that in, in uh later iterations but especially four <sighs> i feel like F- super smash brothers four and i'm sure a lot of this is old ground we've already touched upon mm-hmm. last august but i feel like super smash brothers four which is my shorthand for 3ds and uh, wii u is basically a game where sakurai developed it with certain gamers in mind over others and i feel like it is a game he tried to appeal to the competitive players and of course nothing is going to really match melee at this point so why bother i i I don't know you you are more well versed in this world than i am so maybe you can explain it to me i would assume and i can't i no one can know except for sakurai but I would assume that the original game, uh, early in development, back when it was only a 3DS game, um, because the Wii U was added later as another thing on top of that development cycle, um, that he was going to make a game very much just like Brawl. Um, And maybe it wouldn't have tripping anymore because that was just like so obviously panned by everyone online like every single person uni- oh, yeah. uniformly yeah. hated tripping dumb idea um but other than that pretty much brawl because it seemed like he really hit on something that he felt final in brawl he didn't feel necessarily that he had to return but the idea of doing something portable that was new enough to get him excited about it uh so as the game got further along and it was announced and uh, everyone got excited about it and the smash melee community of uh of esports people had gotten larger than it had ever been before thanks to a documentary uh if you've not seen it i recommend it there's a it's called the smash bros i think um uh, it's like a multi-part doc documentary free on youtube about various um players and, and like their their uh, rise and fall in, in prominence. Very interesting stuff. Uh, that brought a lot of people into the competitive aspect of Smash, and that was probably at the worst possible time for Nintendo, right? Because they were making this game that was very much like the game that was the antithesis of the game they wanted. Um, so all of this competitive stuff that you might see in Wii U, I am I kind of view it as... Like black pepper you can put on a potato (laughs) to make it taste a little bit different. (laughs) Um, Like for glory mode and the Omega stages and stuff like that. um, That to me doesn't feel like it jives very well with the design of the rest of the game. It's just this stuff 
that competitive players might want. And they did to a certain extent. But um, I, I think the actual thing competitive players would have wanted was for it to be developed with them in mind and the party people in mind as well. They don't want, I don't think they necessarily need to be the only thing or even want to be the only thing that the game is uh, thinking of when it's being developed, but it did feel like they were added in post that, that stuff Uh that appealed to competitive players. Uh, And that probably is uh, disrespectful to how hard it is to make a game and how hard it is to just add something in post. Um, but that is still my perspective on that. Uh, it, the, the core mechanics of the game are not designed with competitive people in mind. Uh, but this one might be. That, this is the <laughs> thing that I'm saying. Uh, while it was maybe too late to change any of the design of Super Smash Bros. for 3DS or Wii U to actually... Uh, coalesce more with what people are looking for in an esports game um, or even just what people like Kyle Russell are looking for uh, or any of these things. This was the biggest time for Smash Brothers on the internet with the release of Wii U. Everyone's opinions were voiced and they've heard all of them, I expect, because Nintendo does know what's going on on online. Um, and it was just too late. But maybe it's not too late this time. This is the optimism I'm, I'm, I'm having here. This was built from the ground up after everyone voiced their opinion. So we'll see what that does. I don't know. I, I don't know how much that's going to change everything. It may not change anything at all. But there is a chance for it to change this time. Where I, Looking back, there probably wasn't ever a chance it was going to change for Wii U. You know, I, I think... And not, I don't think I know... A lot of my aversion towards, oh, another Smash Brothers for the Switch, okay, is is that, you know, I I am just burned out on the hype cycle of Smash Brothers. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know, I I, I find it cynical and a bit torturous that, uh, I mean, it, it was prevalent in Brawl, but I think 4 really took it to another level. Uh, Everything, like the character campaigns, the fan base wars that, that, that were going on, the fake leaks. Oh my God, the fake leaks. Just stuff that you can tune out. I realize you can tune this out. This has no bearing on the final product at the end of the day, but it's when you're kind of running a, a very, very small gaming media uh, empire, you can't tune it out. And so I, I and shamefully I do kind of get into it. It, it starts to become like a, a sports event where you're rooting for the home team. And in this case, my home team was uh Donkey Kong. And you know, so and, and things like the smash ballot did not help matters, mm-hmm. especially when, you know, there there is all this controversy of, oh, okay, well, certain characters might have gotten higher, but Sakurai and or Nintendo did not want them, so Yeah, to this day we don't know. We still have no right. idea other than that Bayonetta was probably kind of high. Yes. Not number one, just kind of tra- up there. The very transparent wording of how they announced her kind of gave that game away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, I if Shrek won, I sure as shit didn't want Shrek as a playable character. But... On the one hand, I don't know. I, in regards to the Smash Ballot, 
before that Smash Ballot came out, or right before it came out, but after it was announced, my thoughts on it were, this has no way of actually working. This can't possibly inform any decision they have at all. Because it's just too late in design, even though D- uh, DLC characters were created after the actual game, they like it takes so long to add a single character to a fighting game. They kind of yeah. need to all be done at once, which is why the uh, the base roster for Super Smash Brothers for Wii U was created in two and a half years, and then in another one and a half after that, they only added like seven new characters. It. Right. The every additional character increases the workload so much in terms of like you need to test it with everything else and that number grows exponentially. So I just I never assumed that the ballot would actually mean anything until they started saying that the ballot would mean something and then I assumed, <laughs> oh, did you figure something out that I just don't know about in terms of like development pipeline? And it turned they didn't. <laughs> like it turns out they didn't. It it's it's very clear that all the characters in, on that list were things that either were probably already in talks with other companies or just something they wanted to do because they wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's why I almost wish the Smash Ballot... Not almost wish, I retroactively very much wish the Smash Ballot was just a pre-approved selection of characters that you could vote for in a poll, Mm -hmm. you know, one time... Without any of this, uh, write an essay on why this would be a great character, and and this, it it it, it I it got people excited, but it inevitably disappointed people in the end. So manage your expectations, please manage your expectations. And I say that uh, for Nintendo to help us manage our expectations, and to the fans to please this time around, let's all manage our expectations. And maybe this can be more harmonious than uh, 2013 and the 2014 was. I don't know. And and I realize this is all kind of irrelevant to do you enjoy the final game? But for me, I can't totally separate ever the build from the, the, the build to the last Smash Brothers game with the final product. Maybe in the future I can. Well, maybe I think the reason like, that that is the case with Smash Bros and maybe not the case with like you know, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. We're not thinking about the build-up to that game anymore. We're just thinking about the game. The reason Smash Bros. is like that is because the the possibility of DLC doesn't end, right? Um, yeah. Especially nowadays, like, post-Brawl, things have DLC now, and you maybe your favorite character didn't get in the game. Are you going to stop campaigning for that character? No. You need to keep going. You don't get a break. You need to keep going the whole time. Even if you're not, like, outwardly campaigning like some of the uh, K. Rule fans are on Twitter, um, you're you're thinking about it in the back of your head. Like, man, wouldn't it be cool? Banjo this time, right? Definitely this time. It, it just doesn't stop. Uh, and that is, that is draining. But I can't say... I, I know a lot of people are burnt out on it. I, I feed on it. It's my favorite, Heil. I love it. I love the controversy. I love the arguments. It's just fantastic. I love the YouTube video no. analysis stuff. It's it's great. Look, I, I admit it's a lot of fun when you really get into the, the fervor of it, the frothy fervor of it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. And, and the only problem is when when you walk away with nothing to show for it, then that's just going to... 
you know, I liken it to the the famous Bilbo Baggins quote, where being in possession of the ring for so long left his uh, left him feeling like butter spread too thin on on piece of toast you know Mm -hmm. that's the way my soul feels after smash four of course i would use vegan butter naturally because of the aforementioned lactose intolerance uh something like country crock and and i'm saying country crock sakurai i'm not saying country crock like crocodile so don't worry (laughs) i i don't know if he speaks english but uh i i hope he got the subtlety of that pun oh he he and i are tight now he listens to this show he may not understand it but Mm -hmm. he listens to it i'm sure yeah it's just like some background music he puts on in his car (laughs) it's soothing it's like white noise it's very white noise yeah (laughs) i i don't understand what the babbling brook is trying to tell me but i know it helps me sleep at night so i i play it on 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 my machine uh i all, all that being said, I, I, I brought this up a little bit last episode. I am trying to be a little bit more mature this time around. It's part of part of my whole, you know, self-growth, constantly improving, look at my own faults and trying to be a better person. I, you know, what is the meaning of life? I believe it is to become the best person you can possibly be. And part of that is, okay, here's a test. Here's a new Smash Brothers game. How are you going to react to it? As fun as it is to, you know, root, root, root for the home team and view everybody else as the enemy, I don't know if I have it in me. And quite frankly, I don't know if the same circumstances that uh, existed in 2014 would really allow me to get that invested in it again. Because for one, I've got a very thriving, rare community again. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2014 was right after Tropical Freeze came out, but Rare was still viewed by a lot of people as as more abound, essentially. You know, as Connect Sports Rivals had come out, preceded by two other Connect Sports games. It bombed, there were layoffs, and, and people were just saying, Rare is dead, so, you know, we gotta get our kicks somehow, and, and getting K. Rule into Smash Brothers, or even Banjo-Kazooie, that just seemed like, you know... Oh, that that would be great. That would be a validation of our of of all of the years we spent invested in this. But you know, now we got Sea of Thieves. You know, ukulele w- was a thing last year. Yeah, Platonic is actively working on something right now, and and it just feels like I don't really need K. Rule and Smash Brothers quite as much as I as I did in 2014. I don't need I I don't need Dixie Kong. I don't need Banjo, but same time i would still really like to see that and it would be kind of i don't know fan base affirming to to have them make it in but another point is would k rule being in super smash brothers 4 have made me uh would that make me enjoy the game anymore and and only marginally so because i think at the root I did not enjoy Super Smash Brothers 4 whatsoever. I find it to be a slog in in almost every respect. Well, so, I have a I have a philosophy that drives my uh, okay. game hype for things that have a sure. lot of various parts to them. In in this case of Smash it would be characters, but it can apply to other things. If I get my favorite thing in, I got to calm down. <laughs> like that that is that is my that is the philosophy and like yeah obviously you got your favorite thing in you're good but it doesn't actually feel like that when it happens um like 
Pokémon tournament. I'm a, I'm a big Pokémon fan. I never I didn't actually like yeah. Pokémon tournament that much, but in the hype to it, I thought like I could like it. I have, I have no idea. I like Pokémon. Um my favorite Pokémon is Gengar. And when okay. Gengar was announced for Pokémon tournament, I kind of had to just be like there are a lot of other roster picks I could argue for or against. There are a lot of things I'd also like to see. I got my favorite thing though. I got to shut up. Like I can't campaign for other things i can't be disappointed that something else wasn't there um now for the case of smash my favorite thing from the beginning until now would still be banjo so i'm a little out of luck there i kind of have to keep thinking about it um but i imagine for like not to say that you should think one way or another but this game has diddy kong in it it (laughs) <laughs> like this, this game. I'm not not uh, not Smash Five because I mean probably, but we're talking about Smash Four. Um, as much as it didn't have K. Rule, it did have Diddy Kong, and just because that's not new anymore, I feel like that is the kind of thing that we need to to curb um, dismissal of. Like it is still cool that Diddy Kong's in this game, in my opinion. It's it's. Yeah, yeah. To want something new every time is, uh, is is self-destructive. Part of that is just, why does Donkey Kong only have two characters when we have this expansive cast of characters? And mm-hmm. you, you start, it starts getting into, like I said, it, you're, you're, if you identify with this franchise, if it's your favorite, uh, I'm grandfathering Banjo and Kazooie into that since they were technically spinoffs. But, you know... It, it it becomes this thing where well well Mario has eight characters I I forget the actual number just bear with me or or you know well well yeah Fire Emblem has this many characters Kid Icarus has three characters how does Donkey Kong only have two so it does become this sort of thing where you've got to um, keep up with the Joneses you know you've got to, you, you your neighbors have a, a new satellite dish or they have a, this this new car you've got to go out and get the same thing. You, and you start to identify your self-worth as a fan with how it's being represented in Smash Brothers. And look, this is like a bigger problem I have with Smash Brothers in general in that it seems like Smash Brothers used to be a way to celebrate Nintendo, a very cool, novel way that we dreamed about since we became Nintendo fans. And and now it seems like Nintendo, all of Nintendo and almost all of video games in general... Uh, exist to serve the beast that is Smash Brothers, where whenever a new game is announced, people are automatically speculating. I remember Splatoon, Splatoon was first announced, people started speculating day one how this could be integrated into Smash Brothers. In defense of that and, one, that one's just obvious. I mean, that's... Well, oh, oh okay, okay. Well, okay, actually, but, why don't we get into the, the trailer? Because yes, that's a pretty good yes, segue. Been, I, feel, I feel like we're just airing our grievances... Or I married my grievances, and you're you're explaining your philosophies, and I feel like this we're we're not really treating any new ground here, especially when this game probably won't come out till November, and I don't know how we're going to do multiple podcasts about it. There's actually uh, many many out. people thinking that it's um, September for reasons that we will get into later. I'm sure. Um, okay, but the but the trailer. Well, let, let's talk about it. Yes. They, uh it was part of a Nintendo Direct that was about a week ago now, and yes, 
it followed a Splatoon 2 Direct. Splatoon 2 is getting this, I think it's really cool, um, expansion called the Octo Expansion, where you explore some of the lore of the Splatoon world that's more focused on the Octolings, which are the uh, enemies to the characters you normally play as the Inklings. Uh, they're in the name, you, I'm sure you can tell if you weren't already aware, they are octopus-based while the Inklings are squid-based. Um, so that was really cool, and that got people just in the mindset of thinking about Splatoon. And then uh, the Nintendo Direct closed by having Koizumi talk to a Splatoon lab guy. Uh, Koizumi very much seems to be the new Iwata in terms of uh, driving Nintendo Directs, and uh, I'm happy about that. Koizumi's great. Um, and th- then he says, we're, we're all done. That was it. Oh, but one more thing. You got another present behind the, behind the Christmas tree. You thought you were done. Got to listen to the one more thing we got. And, uh, it, it turned out to be a trailer, uh, because it was primed with you thinking about Splatoon and it opened with Inklings having a Splatoon battle. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure the intention was that you think it's Splatoon. Did you watch this in real time, Heil? I did, and uh, the the thing I, I I'm I'm glad you brought this up because uh, in retrospect I did admire the way they revealed this because comparing this uh, I guess character reveal trailer to all of them from Smash Four, which it, you know became a grand tradition with Smash Four, these character reveal trailers so much so that we all fantasize again about what what would be the character reveal trailer if a character we really wanted to see got into the game, but. What I really liked about it was, while all of those were obviously in service to Smash Brothers and, and introducing a new character, this one the reveal was Smash itself. Yeah. So it was it was uh, it was kind of flipping the script a bit in that we we all were already inundated with Splatoon, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's Smash because the inkling being in smash was that was a foregone conclusion whenever we would get a new smash product the inklings would of course be the first character uh announced for yeah. it it was just I think we talked about that on the last time I was here uh to talk about yeah. smash I I think our the thing we landed on is whatever else they they put in the game it, it's like some percentage the thing we're absolutely sure on is that uh inklings are coming and ice climbers are coming back and i still think that's the case that's still like the 100 percent. put your money on it but all of your bets that can't be wrong and honestly i would be super pumped to see the ice climbers back like that, that's one of my biggest grievances with smash 4 in that it, it it was watered down in some respects because of the 3ds version mm-hmm. and i just didn't feel like it was fair to smash brothers but any anyway especially when there's no point in having a 3ds version okay but yeah the, the inklings wouldn't have had any surprise or or delight in, in being announced for smash so to have the smash reveal be the the big surprise was an excellent way of handling it so i yeah. i applaud i applaud them there um, yeah, so yeah, you see the inklings and then the the fire um, smash emblem. Do we have do we, do we have an official name for whatever the smash emblem is, or is it just the the smash logo, the the smash ball? I call it the Alabama because it's a burning cross. But um, <laughs> no, I don't think we have an official name for it. Oh. Uh, the last Smash Brothers episode you were on was right after Charlottesville. So, oh yeah. man. Um, 
that that I mean that 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 was really cool and uh I I you know you had all of those characters kind of hidden I didn't notice the characters at the bottom of the burning smash ball at first uh the, all of the silhouettes the MST3K-esque silhouettes of them uh I I didn't notice that at first until afterwards people were pointing out it obviously like they focused then on Mario and Breath of the Wild Link so we know it's it's a new iteration of Link who who will play the same way of course but yeah, you, you you saw like the the birdie smash yeah. ball, and it was smash twenty eighteen, and it, it was it was simple, it was effective, and for me, it 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 I, I I was rolling my eyes just because not not because of the trailer, not even at the prospect of new Smash Brother, just at the start of the cycle. Yeah, the, the cycle begins anew, and I, I could have gone another year, I could have gone another two years before we started all this again. So. It it really felt really like being thrown it. into a freezing pool. Like you just didn't yeah. expect you were you were getting ready to be like maybe I'm going to swim in that pool. Like it it'll be time soon. I'm expecting to have to go back in. But then someone just pushes you and's like I didn't think it was going to be right now and it's right now. Now we're in it. We're definitely swimming in the frozen shitty ice pool that is Super Smash Brothers uh hype and discussion. But um did the did the trailer get you did you think it wasn't smash oh yeah i i i was not anticipating that whatsoever until the burning ball um in the eye yeah i wish i could (laughs) say that i i uh i i uh as soon as they said in one more thing if they do a one more thing it needs to be like something really big um and this was a play on the original from back in E3 2014, I think, the original Splatoon trailer, um, it was just one orange inkling against a white background. And because it was that, I was either thinking, this can either be like Splatoon 1 on 3DS or something, like a, like a remake of Splatoon 1, which seems like something that they would never do, considering that they want to push that Splatoon 2 is the definitive thing to go and try. Um, or it can be Smash Brothers. Because the only other thing that would be big enough that we know of right now to to be a one more thing kind of reveal would be that Pokemon game that's coming out for Switch. But I think I still think it's way too early. Or Metroid 4, which I also thought was too early. Or Animal Crossing, which I suppose it could have been. But that, you know, that wouldn't be Splatoon. That wouldn't be Inkling. So I, I was pretty sure it was Smash from the from the beginning i knew it was going to be a splatoon related because they had the the splatoon guy in the lab coat there um like nodding along so i i like i, I knew it was going to be related to splatoon i was thinking it was some going to be because nintendo's kind of branching out now or trying to branch out in uh, other media so i thought it might be splatoon the animated series or something yeah. fanciful like that you know because that seems like it would be the kind of property that would get an animated series at this point or or some sort of uh non video game um tie in so that that's that's where my head was at and uh yeah i i just wasn't ready for smash brothers you know because smash brothers is a thing that can be constantly rumored and you just tune it out because smash rumors and hoaxes are a dime a dozen even in the off season so yeah whatever yeah yeah that that's true um but the Inklings connection to Smash and and uh, the existence of Smash itself weren't the only things revealed in the trailer. Um, there, there's a little 
some more subtle stuff going on. Uh, they showed close-ups of Mario and Link, um, and they they showed everyone else from like a distance being silhouetted by the uh, the Alabama, and Mario looked like Mario, which is uh, that's that was that would have been obvious. Uh, but Link looked like Link appears. Uh, he looked like how he appears in Breath of the Wild rather than right. Twilight Princess, which was the inspiration for his design in both Brawl and Wii U. And that means something. That means that uh, to to a lot of people, they're interpreting this as evidence that this is not a port. Um, well, well, yes, I, yeah. I, I'm glad you finally uh, addressed the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. and that's what the hell is this game? Because it seems like it has an awfully quick turnaround time if it's not a port. And Nintendo's MO seems to be, let's crank out a port from the Wii U onto this system as that franchise's inaugural game on the Switch because nobody played the Wii U. And so, and we want to, it's an easy way to recoup losses and all that development time and money invested in these games that maybe didn't perform to the expectations we would have liked. Now we can basically double dip or, or more than double dip in the case for, for the switch port. So yeah, financially I, it would have been fine um, to, to do a port. It would have been pretty acceptable. It would mean that, uh, most of the features that you would have from Super Smash Brothers Wii U, including most importantly characters and stages, would be very easily portable uh, to the new game. And uh, it just doesn't seem like that to me. Uh, not necessarily because of Link looking different. I, I suppose they could just add a new skin for Link, and that could be what that reveal meant uh, to yeah the old game. What really does it to me and really sends the message that this is um not a port necessarily are there's there's three things one the logo is different um it wouldn't make sense to me if the 3ds version and the wii u version had logos that played off of each other and then the switch version which would have been just a third of that system of smash bros games didn't have that logo um it's it's part of the brand identity that each Smash Brothers has. It would be weird to not have that same logo. Um, and this logo is actually reminiscent of Melee and Brawl's logo because it has all the letters uh, slide onto screen really quick. That's something that happened in the intro to Melee and Brawl, but not Wii U or 3DS. Uh, just a fun fact right there. The other... Uh, the second that was fun. Yeah, I'm, I I thought it was fun. The second fact that is making me think it's not a port is the theme, the music that plays when the Inkling girl finally sees the. I'm just gonna keep calling it the Alabama. It's the Alabama forever now. Uh, she sees the Alabama and there's like chanting in the background. Uh, if you isolate that chanting which some YouTubers have done. Thanks, YouTubers. Uh, I'm, I definitely don't remember your specific names, YouTubers. You should... There's too many of you. Uh, but some of them have done that, and it's not any song. It's not any song that we know of. It's not a remix of the theme to either 3DS or Wii U. Uh, it's not a remix of a theme to a previous Smash Brothers game. It's a completely new song. So between those two things uh, from the trailer... I think this is a new game. And then there's also the fact that um, Sakurai tweeted about him 
again, being in charge of the development of this game and that he's been working on it for uh, a long time now. And uh, if he, if this was a port, I don't think he would be talking in that way. I think he would be saying, yeah, we're just, we're, we're bringing it back. Uh, same game, but with a, a bunch of new characters and additions. Um, so that's what I think. What do you think? Well, I'm a bit confused by this because wasn't Sakurai rendered an invalid by the development of the last Smash Brothers? I seem to recall him breaking himself and basically uh, being being put out the pasture like like they he he was uh, he was shot afterwards because he, he was of no more use to Nintendo. That's my recollection of events. I, how how could he one recover from that fatigue and physical desolation so quickly, and, and two how could he then turn around a game like he would have have to have started this almost immediately after Smash Four's uh, DLC cycle ended or even before that like I I don't get it if this game is coming out this year how could it not just be uh, an enhanced port of what we got last time. So, two things. Yes, Sakurai was was physically dying because of the uh, development of Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Melting away at his wrists. Just little nubs there left by game development as a devil. But you also got to keep in context that Kirby was created when he was like 20. He was so young. Um, so he's not like so old that something like that can just kill his hands forever. He's still got some time before his hands actually start melting. I assume maybe he's way worse than anyone would think, but, um, that, that is how I interpreted that. Um, but the, well, the other and, thing and is that we, 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 well, we here on DK Vine, we, uh, we, we've coined him as the eternally youthful man candy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and we we've speculated that he bathes in the blood of virgins in order to stay youthful. So that's my explanation. I I reject the notion that he was twenty when he developed Kirby. I'm pretty sure he's always been uh, physically in his mid thirties to early forties. Mm-hmm. That's probably true. By the end of the development yeah. on this game, he'll probably be like twelve. Um, sure. Yeah. He's Benjamin Buttoning it, and you know that's. That's maybe one reason why Smash Brothers keeps getting worse, in my opinion. He's he's regressing. <laughs> he's just getting younger uh, and younger. He'll eventually forget how to use a computer. I think the picture that Sakurai himself painted of himself. Uh, not, I, I'm not trying to bring in a Dorian Gray analogy into this to further complicate things, uh, but. I, I'm, I'm sure, like, the, the oh, woe is me, I, I, I am uh, physically distraught and unwell. I'm sure that was maybe a, a bit overdone. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to dismiss any of the physical hardships he went through while developing Smash 4, but I also don't think... Th- there was a lot of fan speculation that Sakurai was just out and out going to retire after Smash 4, and... He was going to be taken to the farm upstate, and uh, I, I, I don't think he, he was as well uh, unwell as the fans um, hyped. I, I think he, he, he is probably far more healthy than 
we we know or or we knew. But it's still surprising because I I I was saying when when Smash Four came out that it would have definitely been Sakurai's last Smash Brothers, and I was saying that up to last year. Like I. I, I thought he had said all he wanted to say about Smash Brothers, and he himself was so discouraged by uh, the reaction, and he, he probably he, he would just want to move on to something else. And to see him coming back, at least suggested to me that oh, this is probably just an enhanced remake. This is just this is just a port. This is just combining the 3DS and Wii U versions with a few new characters and some bells and whistles. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, but here's a thing that is is difficult to think about. But we keep getting older, and every previous year gets a little bit shorter and shorter and shorter because as we get older, in, instead of a year being all of your life when you're one years old, or a tenth of your life when you're ten years old, or a thirty of of your life when you're thirty years old, it, it is whatever you are now. Um, under one so it doesn't really feel like it but Heil get this if this game comes out at the end of this year it will have been two and a half years since Bayonetta uh, was revealed for DLC it will be that long so the game could have been in development just that whole time and that's a two and a half year development cycle which is the total of what 3DS and Wii U got so to say that there's just not enough time to make this a new game, it's been done. It like it's definitely it was done last time. Uh, it's it's enough time. It feels very recent, but to, I think it's relative to say it was done <laughs> last time. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yes, time time does speed up. It it feels like just yesterday, Donkey Kong Country Returns came out for me. So. That that is a great point. That is a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I just I guess part of it is just your own expectations. I wasn't expecting a new Smash Brothers. I I was expecting this to be a a cobbled together remake. Uh, another uh, Wii U to Switch product. And if it is completely brand new, well, oh my god, that's that's pretty damn surprising, and that's. Um, a check mark in the uh, excitement column for me as, as far as getting me uh, invested in this game. Because if it was just the Wii U version with, you know, the 3DS elements added to it, then I don't think I could get excited about this game because I've already expressed how little of a fan I was of the product. Characters aside, I just didn't care for the game and what it did right. specifically. The, the stages, which I think the majority were uh, incomprehensible nonsense, and then the uh, the Omega modes just made them flat and boring, and there was no middle ground, which is what Melee was all about, was that fantastic middle ground between a really elegant fighter and uh, giddy chaos. So what I say when I say not a, not a remake, and I do think it's a sequel, um, is likely to be misinterpreted by a lot of people. Um, There's some people out there that are saying, like, if they use the physics engine from Super Smash Bros. Wii U, it would not be considered a sequel. It would be considered part of a port. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, That would be like saying... 
Majora's Mask is a remake of some sort or a port of some sort of Ocarina of Time, and it, it's not. That's a full sequel. That is a sequel. Or 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 keeping it um, in tune for our audience, uh, Donkey Kong Country Two is just a remake of Donkey Kong Country, or Banjo Tooie sure. is just a remake of Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's absurd, and I completely agree with you. Yeah, and and if that's what you mean when you say it's a port, then I suppose you're probably right in that case. I think it will have the fighting engine, the physics engine of super smash brothers for wii u which is something that previous smash brothers have generally not done um each game has had its fully unique specifically created physics engine um for that game so in in that way there will be more carry it over from wii u probably if my assumption is correct than has been done in the past um but it's it's not if that's all it takes to make it a port instead of a sequel, I guess it's a port. But I, I'm sure they'll add tons of new characters, tons of new stages, new modes specifically. If we're if we're just going to get into it right now, I think an adventure mode will come back. Um, really? Yeah, I think it was a glaring absent uh, absence in 3ds and Wii U. It made me want to drink some absinthe. Whoa! But, uh, <laughs> Alcohol. Yeah. No. Now, what by adventure mode? Do you mean more in in the style of melee, or do you mean like full on subspace emissary? No idea. That mode? much I have no clue. Okay, they could. Right. I mean, if that's what the bulk of the new stuff in in this game is, maybe it is. Maybe that's just where they've been putting their their time and effort. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love if they concentrated more on the single player experience because in mm-hmm. the past that's been what's been fantastic about smash brothers it's been a it's been a great party game obviously and and obviously people have been able to develop you know these these very uh comprehensive tournaments and and competitive uh styles of gameplay but it, it's also been you know a game you can just pick up and enjoy by yourself you know yeah. there, there's been enough to enough ways to play it that it's it's fun for everyone no matter where you are in your station in life. And yeah, Smash 4 definitely didn't have that. As a single-player experience, it sucked. Especially the Wii U version. Um, it, it, it was just god-awful. Whatever the f- hell they had in there in the place of an adventure mode was was just miserable. And um, I didn't like Smash Run either on a 3DS. I thought that was just... Yeah, it was better it than was, the board game me. one, but it's still yes. whatever. Um, I, I don't give Brawl a lot of credit, but something I will say Brawl did well is that it represented all of the different kinds of games that go into yes, Smash Brothers. Yes, Like, if you're that single-player, like, epic kind of game fan, uh, like, like a Legend of Zelda, that's your jam, you can play Brawl that way. Or if you're into Mario Party and it's just like a party casual thing to you, you can play Brawl in that way. Or if you like the arcade nature of a Star Fox game, you can play Brawl in that way. Um, and Wii, Wii U was very much like, there, there's a specific way to play. And uh, I don't think it's necessarily the worst, but it's just, it's one thing where it used to be many things, right? Uh, yeah, so that's yeah. something I'm hoping for. That's a hope. That's not an ex- expectation. That's an, a hope that they return somehow to uh, cater to there are various demographics that would be more in tune to the actual demographics of the games they're sourcing characters and stages from. Yeah, my, my hopes are 
and, and I'm not even going to get into characters here because obviously anybody who knows me knows which characters I want. So mm-hmm. that, I feel like that's old, tired ground that nonetheless I'll be walking over quite a bit as we approach the release of the game. But what what I hope is for, again, like you said, uh, an experience that can be enjoyed by gamers of all types. I hope for a better stage design that, again, is, is a is a middle ground between the two we got in uh, Smash 4. And I hope that it's less about what's new and what we need to promote for Nintendo in 2018 and more about celebrating the totality of Nintendo's history, including eras that have been generally overlooked. And I, I feel like Smash 4 definitely got away from that. Aside from a few classic inclusions, it was it was basically the NES era and then what's new for Nintendo in 2014. Yeah, or weirdly, the PS1 era. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, and, and I feel like as, as a gamer of the 16-bit and 64-bit era, well, that's when I came of age, I feel like that era is just criminally underrepresented. Not in characters, in in stages, in trophies, in in, in just the general celebrations you get in Smash Brothers. I feel like maybe we have breathing room now. Now that like the uh, the Splatoon characters are in it. Now that there really hasn't been too much in the way of, of new Nintendo properties. Obviously, you know, we're going to get an Odyssey stage, probably New Donk City, you know. But there there hasn't been too much in the way of, of stuff that we need to get in the next Smash Brothers since Smash 4. So maybe they can breathe and go back and kind of fill in the gaps a bit. Yeah. In, 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 uh, that, that in regards to third-party characters, I yeah, it's not a decision I would have made to have them in smash brothers but the the more time goes on the more i am at peace i'll say (laughs) with uh with the inclusion of third-party characters because i think that many of the characters not all of them but many of the characters they've chosen are in fact nintendo all-stars um and and i that is the metric i've always used i think mega man is definitely a nintendo all-star it's hard to say he's not right he defined the nes almost as much as like Link or Mario. Um, I think that Sonic at this point is a Nintendo All-Star. I think that Bayonetta is actually a Nintendo All-Star, despite the fact that she's like a newer thing with not that many games. She's a Nintendo-exclusive third-party thing that's got a lot, uh, gotten a lot popular. More popular. And uh, it's just things like Cloud, man. <laughs> Cloud is where it just, like, I can't... I can't internalize with it anymore because I don't know what you're trying to say with the third party characters anymore. Mm. Be consistent. Cause if you're saying Bayonetta is like one of the things you would add, you're saying that the Nintendo part is more important than the all-star part for third party characters, which is fine. Cause she's not like an all-star in all of video games, but in terms of Nintendo, yeah, for sure. Um, and with cloud, it's the opposite, not a Nintendo thing whatsoever very much associated with one console and that one console is the PlayStation one. Um, but is a video game all-star cloud is a, a notable face. Um, so if they wanted to do just one of those or the other one, I don't think it's my decision to make, uh, but consistency is something I can judge. And 
Cloud doesn't fit. Uh, and Cloud is actually the only character... I, I should have brought this up. When, when I said that I think they're bringing back the, the fighting engine, that would mean to me that it would also be very easy to bring over pretty much every character. The only characters I can't see, or I can... I, I'm not going to say I can't see them coming. I can definitely see them coming over. The ones I can see not coming over are Cloud, and that's because of licensing issues, not because mm-hmm. of my personal... People will say Vendetta. I know G-Man thinks that I'm I'm very unfair. Um, and uh, and the Miis, because Miis are no longer part of the Switch's architecture as wholly as they were in the Wii U. They're still around, for sure. Um, but Miis aren't... And they still represent a part of Nintendo history, so yeah. I would be disappointed if, if the Mii Fighters were excluded. Because, I, again, it shouldn't be just about what Nintendo is today. It should be about what Nintendo has been... Five years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago, one hundred years ago. Like let's let the, the whole history. That's that's what's so great about Smash Brothers. It's it's about nostalgia and and also, you know, what's hot today. I would argue it should be more about nostalgia than than the um because at least we know the things that uh, we're nostalgic for can stand the test of time. And it seems less weirdly just, just out of place. Like yeah. I, I would argue um, like the, the, the other kid Icarus characters outside of uh, pit, just like lo- looking back, like re- really, I, I don't know. A- and that's just my opinion, you know, but of course I have a very skewed opinion as I freely admit. So but as far as third-party characters go, you know, I think you and I uh, are in agreement. I In Brawl's uh, build-up, I did not want third-party characters at all. I did not want Sonic at all. Uh, and I eventually came around to it. It's just something, you know, okay, I can, I can see the point that even if Nintendo does not own certain characters or they were never Nintendo characters, there is an importance that these characters have to Nintendo. Maybe not so much Sonic, that's a bad example, but definitely Mega Man. Uh, Pac-Man, you can make the argument for. Um, and I'd say Pac-Man probably as much as Sonic at this point. Uh, Ryu, Ryu uh, mm-hmm. from Street Fighter, sure. It was a big deal on the Super um, Nintendo. Not so much uh, Snake and Cloud, but... Yeah, Snake and Cloud. At least with Snake, Snake, there are Metal Gear Solid or just Metal Gear games on Nintendo consoles. Uh, There are a number of them. I don't think there's... There might be like five or six of them across different Nintendo consoles. That's a big deal. That's kind of a thing. Um, Especially right after uh, Brawl came out after Twin Snakes, which is a remake of the original Metal Gear Solid that came out for GameCube, that was kind of a big deal, too, because apparently that was Kojima's, like, original vision for Metal Gear Solid 1. Um, so I, I can, like, I see it. I I would I would argue, still, not a Nintendo guy, like... I mean, it's a, it's a stretch, especially, I, I think... Not third just third-party characters, but, like, specifically more associated with a different console. Yeah, I, I I think the reason it left a bad taste in my mouth initially was that we were introduced to it via Sonic and, and Snake, yeah. where, where Snake was a stretch, and Sonic was always the the arch rival of uh, of Nintendo. It would be like um, Bugs Bunny being in a Disney fighting game, you know. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and, you know, yeah, sure, Mario and, and Sonic have gone to the Olympics many of the times since then, but at, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it's still kind of, it feels off, especially before Bomberman, before uh, Mega Man, you know, uh, Simon Belmont from, from Castlevania. Right. You know, th- th- those are the characters I think definitely deserve. Banjo-Kazooie, absolutely, because they used to be owned by Nintendo. They used to be Nintendo characters for four years or five years, you know, give, given the announcement of Banjo-Kazooie in summer of 97. So, you know, th- there are characters that definitely deserve it more than some of the characters we've gotten. But I I, I have made peace with third-party characters. I, I just don't like when they... Now, obviously, fans are angling for any character from pop culture. That's that's where I draw the line. Like, it has to be a video game character. For the love of God, let's not put Batman in in, in Smash Brothers or something. Um, and even then, you say, well, what about all the video games that Batman's been in? It's not the same. Yeah. You know it, people. So shut up. Yeah, there's there's uh, many fans of uh, of Goku out there. Legitimate, not yes. as a meme or anything. Um, and then actually as a meme, Shrek has been <laughs> tossed around. Um, yeah, I, the, the, the trouble is that they're, it's not like Nintendo doesn't get along with third parties at all. Definitely more than, uh, sorry, definitely less than Sony. Sony has a better relationship with third parties than Nintendo does, but there N- are Nintendo's good choices. Better. That's, that's the toughest thing to, to swallow. It's not like... Well, we did all the good choices, and then we did cloud because, like, we were out. There's just there's there are more. Um, so, do you want to hear my my super conspiracy theory, high hope, t- uh, tinfoil hat theory uh, about about Smash for Switch? About Smash for Switch, yeah. Okay, well, you know, I love conspiracy theories, especially in 2018. They're just so much fun and nobody gets hurt. So let's hear your conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how they, like, are totally fine all the time. Um, my Here's my conspiracy theory. Both Nuts and Bolts and Banjo-Tooie uh, allude to a 20th anniversary thing. Now, when, when I bring this up, people are quick to say like do you really think they saw that far ahead no 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 i don't think they were planning anything at all i just think that because they called that shot from such a long distance away that maybe once it is actually that time they would want to do something like not a full new game just something right well the 20th anniversary of banjo kazooie happens to be this june which is also when e3 is i think as a really cool E3 thing, Nintendo could announce Banjo in Smash. That would be that would be the the, the dream. That's a high hope. I don't actually think it's going to happen. It's just it's just the conspiracy theory. That way, it also frees up Rare from having to actually make something with Banjo in it, which I'm sure they wouldn't be able to do uh, because of how busy they're going to be with the ongoing Sea of Thieves project for probably a number of years. My only argument against that conspiracy, as much as I would be for it, as much as it would delight me, as much as I would wet my pants in delight and take that any which way you want, mm-hmm. in, in that what substance would I be wetting my pants with? What bodily fluid? It, it could be anything. But my problem with that is it has to go two ways. I think uh, Phil Spencer, I think Rare, I think 
they would be yeah absolutely 100% on board with it. Uh, I think uh, the offices, the Nintendo offices in Redmond would try to make it happen. I don't see it being a primary concern of Sakurai or uh, Bandai Namco. Right. I, I agree. I think they don't. They, they wouldn't care. Um, and I think, and this is still a little bit of lingering bitterness left over from Smash 4 because that very much felt like everything that Namco wants in Smash Brothers and everything that Sakurai wants in Smash Brothers. And we're not really going to tailor it much more to what our global audience wants in Smash Brothers. And, and I think that's where Cloud came from. Cloud was Sakurai's dream character and he got him. That's great, but is it appropriate for Smash Brothers? That's another question. And who am I to say what's appropriate for a game I didn't develop? I understand. That's fan entitlement. Sure. Sure. This, this is why I hate discussing Smash Brothers, Mitchell, because it brings out the ugliness from within, and I'm trying to be a better person. I, I'm trying to be more enlightened than I was just a few years ago. So I, I don't know. I, I I, 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 I want to believe in your conspiracy theory, but the second I start believing, the second the second I start believing in it, then I'm invested in a fantasy. And when that fantasy doesn't become true, I will become somebody like who did not enjoy The Last Jedi and decided to send death threats to Ryan Johnson. You know, I, I wouldn't go that far, obviously, but I feel like fan entitlement and it has become so corrosive to fandoms in general that you know smash brothers you know i I don't want to become part of the problem this time around now to counter to to counter okay wouldn't it be cool though i mean it'd be really cool right (laughs) and and it would be fantastic if if k rule was playable and we got a gangplank galleon stage and Mm -hmm. oh i would dixie absolutely deserves to be in smash brothers cranky kong would scratch so many itches i have for dream matches uh, you, you know, why not uh, put in Crystal from Star Fox? She was popular for a few years, and, and and then whenever, like, let's say, let's say, like, beyond my wildest dreams, or not, not my wildest dreams, because all of those would be my wildest dreams, but but almost to my wildest dreams, we got like uh, three out of the five or something. Then I would be so enraged we didn't get all five <laughs> that, like you said, I couldn't focus on the good. I got my favorite character of all time, Diddy Kong, uh, two Smash Brothers ago. Like, that should be enough to tide me over. It obviously doesn't. So what does that say about me? What does that say about the the hype cycles behind Smash Brothers? I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's, it's to the point, though, that... I don't want to be a harbinger of pissiness anymore, and I, I have enough going on in my in my fandom. I have enough going for me now with with Rare's revival, with the Rare Renaissance, with with all of these purported plans for Donkey Kong, including a Tropical Freeze remake coming out a month before E3. Right. We got the Rabbids DLC coming out. We've got this big theme park. The, By the, the way, Donkey I thought Kong for countries. sure they would give a release date for that Rabbids DLC during that Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, it's Weird. A bit surprising, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, um, side note. But yeah, anyway, like... I, I've got the Universal Studios Donkey Kong Country uh, section in Super Nintendo World. You know, it, it it really is one of the best times to be a fan of everything the conversation talks about. And I don't want Smash Brothers to bring me down. And 
really it shouldn't be bringing me down because why why would it i mean right now like i i'm looking to my left i'm looking to my right i've got like a sea of thieves controller sitting on my desk i've got uh a magazines with sea of thieves on it i've got you know uh i, I look behind me i've got a mock-up ukulele n64 box i've got so many things that i can i can hang my hat on right now and yeah if if i don't get k rule in smash brothers will i be disappointed again i'm sure i will be but i <laughs> yeah, can't yes. let it just i can't let it destroy me this time i i just i just can't and i you know what it's not fair to sakurai if if it doesn't fit his vision then why why should i be so entitled and whiny and I, I will be judging the game whether it's fun to play. So you know he he better not fuck it up this time. But <laughs> so anyway, why why do you like Smash Four, Mitch? I I you 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 are a big proponent of it, but I don't think we've really addressed this episode. Why do why I like Smash it... Four? Uh, yes, Dark Pit, just uh, just really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, really. Before we take a listener calls, I I, I want to know. I, w- I want to know, like, what it was it about Smash 4 that appealed to you? Because I just don't like it. Uh, aside from characters, aside from my franchise, favorite franchise representation, I just don't think it's fun to play. So what what do you find fun? Help, help me, Mitch. I want to enjoy it. I want to pick it up tonight and say, wow, I was wrong. Help me. Um, I got it in when I was in college and... Just the the social structure that college allows for means oh, okay. that I just have people to play it with all the time, and I don't n- anymore really. Um, but when I did, it's just it was really fun to just to just play with, with people. Um, the The core mechanic of fighting is a lot simpler than it was before, but also a lot more fulfilling than it was in in Brawl or I would argue N sixty four. And also, weird weird thing, but even though I didn't necessarily love the uh, range of picks in terms of representation of the new characters, some of those new characters are, like, my favorite to play as of all time. Um, Mega Man is so fun to play as. Uh, Bowser Jr. is actually my favorite newcomer uh, from Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. I but I don't play as Bowser Jr. Of course, I play as Ludwig because he's the real one. Um, he's the real boy of mine, and just such a fun like mechanical thing. Um, it, and it it broke down for me when I got out of that situation, and the only way I could consi- uh, consistently play it was online, and the online isn't great. Um, and uh, you know, I, I would have like fewer and fewer people over to my place uh, just because I'm I'm dying very soon. Um, yeah, like it's that's that's what I like out of Smash uh, for Wii U. And there's it, it, it's really hard when you remove the social aspect of it because that is the thing. Uh, Brawl had a gotcha. great way to sub, uh, supplement it. Melee had a, like a pretty great way to supplement it. Uh, and it just isn't there anymore. And I really hope that that is uh, back for five switch, whatever we're that, calling it. That does exp- that does explain it for thank you because I bought it when I had just turned thirty, so I had no social structure <laughs> uh, surrounding that game's release. And you're right, the online was a bit shit. 
Um, I, I know I played some matches on the 3DS with Chad, and we were just... I think we, we were basically left unfulfilled. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, so we, we, we have some uh, calls to take. First, though, uh, we have an, a brief interlude. Frequent conversation caller Mamechi has some opinions about Smash Brothers. And uh, he asked me, hey, I have some things I want to say that go beyond a normal call. And I said, I don't care anymore. And I'm, I'm pretty drunk while you're asking this. So sure. So here are conversation caller uh, DK Vine Icon Mamechi's thoughts on Smash. I have not listened to this ahead of time. Oh my god. I don't even know what to expect. Here we go. I'm sorry. I apologize in advance. Please don't uh, unsubscribe to our YouTube channel. Hello, Mitchell the Wolf and Hyle the Russell. It's me, Tony, your best friend in the whole world. Your only friend. That's right. Thank you, Hyle, for giving me this time to talk about Smash Brothers. Because I don't like it. Well, I do like it, but I also don't. You see, the first day when this game was announced, I wasn't taking it well. And I think everyone could just say, I just didn't take it well. You know what? I've grown out of that already. But I'm still kind of miserable. So I want to talk about the video game that we all know and love. I'm sure you do, Hyle. Called Super Smash Super Smash Brothers. For the Nintendo Switch just announced during the Nintendo Direct that just came out. Could you believe that? They just announced it out of nowhere. But, again, thank you, Haya, for letting me make this rant. I'm going to make a very big hot take right now. I think Smash Brothers hype should be illegal. Now, I might sound crazy to you, but I'm going to go a bit into this. Okay? There's just a lot of drama. See, Hyle, I understand you and I were like brothers from another mother, which your mother is the DKU, my mother's the Wario Universe. I am at heart a Wario Universe fan. I love WarioWare, I love Wario Land, I love Rhythm Heaven, all of those part of the same universe. You see, it's very funny that how the two Mario spin-off, well, Don Kong's not really a Mario spin-off, but you get what I mean. These two series associated with Mario are spun off into their own thing. And to a lesser extent, Yoshi, but yeah, anyway, my point is, Kyle, I understand how you feel. I don't get what I want in Smash Brothers either. I don't get Banjo Kazooie. I don't get King K. Row. I don't get Dixie. It's not gonna happen. I want the chorus kids. I want Karate Joe. I want something. And last time, it just didn't give it to me, and I just. It's an awful feeling, cause see, here's the thing. I know Donkey Kong's alive right now. He has a he has a port of a game coming out. He has you know, DLC coming out. He's being he's still alive. Rhythm Heaven and the Warrior Universe. We're getting a new WarriorWare this this year. Maybe later we'll get a new Rhythm Heaven. We don't know when it's gonna come or if it if it will, but it's still well remembered by people who like it. And you know, uh, at least WarriorWare is coming out. But Smash Brothers is a whole different beast. It's like what validates your fandom, in a sense. Because people want Banjo-Kazooie in Smash Brothers because it'll be awesome. 
but also might be for political reasons. You know, like it would bring back Banjo. Like maybe Microsoft would think, let's fund a Banjo game because of it. You know, you know what I mean. Same thing for King K. Rowe and Smash Brothers. That would fund. That would make Nintendo think, hey, let's put King K. Rowe back in Smash Brothers or in Donkey Kong games. But it's like a way to, you know, validate your your fandom. And I know that you don't really need to do that. Because, you know, whatever. But it just feels weird. Because Smash Brothers, for me, or, you know, it feels weird that the thing you like about Nintendo isn't represented. Because, you know, I know that you don't like Nintendo. I already know you don't, okay? You don't have to admit it. I don't know why you haven't bought Breath of the Wind yet. But just do it. But... I like Nintendo more than you do, but I'm also a niche Nintendo fan in that my favorite Nintendo series of all time is something most people haven't played. And because of that, in Smash Brothers, when it doesn't really get anything, I kind of feel like, okay, so I can't really geek out about this with Smash Brothers. But, you know. It's like... Why? Why does it have to affect us? It's because it's hype, too. Because your brain, okay? Your brains are weird. I should know because I know psychologists, okay? I have a friend who wants to be a psychologist, okay? You see, your brain starts to imagine things. Like, it starts imagining something like this. Oh, my God. A tra- smash trailer. You need to see the smash symbol. The, the pew, and then the fire shows up. was. But when you see it, you see King K. Rowe, you see Funky Kong, you see Dixie Kong, you see Cranky, playable characters fighting against Donkey Kong or against some other character. You get to see this and you say, oh my god, I want this so bad. And you do see it, but with other fandoms too. Like, you know, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem got all crazy stuff, okay? They got everything they, well, apparently fandom isn't happy about everything either but point is of course it's this weird feeling that if you don't get what you want then you feel left out I know how you feel Hyle I think the games themselves are good because you know you can't go more wrong than beating people up well Unless the Donald Trump passes a no-violence law, but still doesn't ban guns. You know what I mean? Political humor. But, I guess the other thing that kind of bothers me about Smash Shoe but thus is Sakurai's, Sakurai's uh, declining health. Because I think the guy is a great guy. I, I know I don't agree with him on his character decisions, but you know what? He works really hard, but at the same time, does he work too hard? Does he really have to micromanage every single little thing and get himself arms, hand surgery or something? Because it's kind of scary, you know what I mean? But with that said, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for giving this time to Rand Heil. Thank you for listening, Mitch. You know, Mitch, I'm going to ask you something, too. I'm going to ask both of you something. 
Hi, I wouldn't make you buy this game. Tell me what would make you buy it. Mitch. I want you, at this very moment, think about it. What if every newcomer isn't someone you want? How would you feel? I know you're more rational than me and Hyo, because we're both just weirdos with bad social skills. But I want to know how you would feel. How would you react if you didn't care about anything new in this game? Alright, that's all. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Yeah, I shouldn't drink so much. Uh, uh, okay, uh, thank you, Mamechi, for the uh, interlude. Uh, <laughs> so, Heil. Well, there. Yes. Do you want to know a secret? <laughs> um, yes. Because this audio file was a WAV file instead of an MP3 file, I couldn't open it with Firefox, and I tried like different ways to open it. Uh, but I didn't, so I I was just kind of sitting there in silence. I don't know what he said, but I'm assuming, because I know my friend Tony Tony Mamech, as his uh, Christian name is, I know him so well that I'm I'm willing to guess what it was about. Um, tell me if I'm. It close. was about many things. I okay. I could tell I could tell it was at least about a few things. Yeah. Uh, so Rhythm Heaven and Smash is the biggest thing. Oh, oh! It, Rhythm Heaven came up about half the time. Yes, yes. But he, he was actually very, very nuanced about it. Okay. Um, I, I, I was, I was surprised. He uh, is kind of trying to uh, embrace a, a calmer philosophy, much like myself. Mm. So I, I was very, very happy to see. Love that. Uh, he, he, he mentioned uh, about Sakurai's declining health and. <laughs> okay. uh, and, and and said he needed arm surgery, and then I just suddenly remembered how many arms characters we're probably going to get in the game. And then my uh, previous statement of, oh, it's probably going to be great because they're going to be able to go back in and fill in the gaps of errors they previously ignored went out the window when I realized they can just add the entire cast of arms and call it a day. Not that I think they're going to do that, but uh, but it definitely kind of uh, took, 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 took a bit of a, a mick out of... Uh, my previous hopes there. Um, My assumption is that asked, the arms character, there will be one of them, and I, I do think it's kind of a shoo-in. Um, it'll work like Bowser Jr. and the Koopalings does, so you could just switch between Springman and Ribbon Girl, and they all do like the same thing. Okay, well, well, can I bring something up about Link real quick? Why don't they have every Link that's been playable in Smash Brothers available as an alternate costume? Like, like uh, Ocarina of Time adult link um twilight princess link mm-hmm. breath of the wild link or and then maybe you know add add other links same thing with toon link you know give young link uh from from ocarina and majora's mask uh put, put him in there as an alt I, I don't know like it would be nice if every uh, reincarnation of link could be uh could be playable as well yeah i i, I get you i kind of don't like the idea of um i don't like what they did with alf and olimar in in Wii U, if you remember, Alf was a uh, was an alternate costume. Right. I kind of don't like Why that because like, like that's just a strictly different person. Um, well, what about the Koopalings? The like, Koopalings kind of like there's a point to it. Like I get why that is. Where with Alf and Olimar, it's just like no one was even. I don't think anyone was even asking for Alf. You could have just not done that, or you could have no. had Alf be a clone with like. 
certain small differences like with a with with dark pit or dr mario that i would have preferred that as well um yeah i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure uh alf the cat eating puppet (laughs) got more got more requests than uh alf himself but uh yeah i mean yeah yeah uh the link idea is cool but i i view them as different people so i don't know i mean i I don't like the alternate costumes, like the uh, the the actual like physical different characters hidden as alternate costumes. I really don't like that aspect either, especially when we've got Doctor Mario as a separate character mm-hmm. who just has a a very very minusculely different move set, and that's somehow just like I I feel like the philosophy behind behind Smash Four too. It turned these characters not into characters, but it, these characters are move sets, and it seemed less a. I, I don't know. I feel like, again, I feel like that's why it caters to the tournament crowd who view it more in that kind of matrix code of just hard stats versus somebody like, like me who views it in, in lore and, and all these worlds uh, converging upon one another and it, it being a celebration of history. And I, I get into the more of the fanciful, uh, artsy like philosophies behind smash brothers and not the cold hard mathematics of it and uh yeah i i don't like the koopalines as alts i don't like alf as an alt i think dr mario should be an alt um alt so i don't know am i alt right oh no i'm probably probably alt wrong i don't know how much of this is tangent to what (laughs) memetti was talking about is it is like a hundred percent tangent or is it a little bit what he was talking about Oh, I, honestly, I don't know. I got an angry orchard during most of that call. <laughs> uh, Memechi, he asked, uh, what what would it take for me to get this game? And I've, I'm going to get it. I mean, look, he said I'm not a Nintendo fan, so I, I have to dispute that. It's not that I'm not a Nintendo fan. I, I'm not going to relitigate all of that. But but my point is, I'm going to get this game because it has Donkey Kong, because it has Diddy Kong, and because I played every other Smash Brothers game. So, of course, I'm going to get it. But yeah. What what would make me enjoy it? What would make me a fan of it? What would make me say, "By golly, this was a better Smash Brothers game than than the last ones we got"? It it would be making it a more represent representative experience for everybody, so that no matter how we enjoy Smash Brothers, we can enjoy this one rather than being left on the outside looking in. Sure, and um, yeah. So uh, I apologize. He sent it in some weird format, and for whatever reason, I could not save it as an MP3. So I apologize. It was in a wave, and I apologize that you use Firefox, which cannot play waves. Had I known that ahead of time, I would have accommodated you. Yeah, I but, I would have been uh, able to to do it. It was me. It was my fault for not thinking that through. I noticed that it wasn't an MP3 before we started. So it's all on. It's all on me. Okay, well, good. So long as I'm blameless. Sure. Uh, we, we do have some traditional calls to take that are much shorter. So, And I believe all of those are in MP3 format for you. So feel free to keep your browser window open. Right. Here we go with the first call. Hi, Conversation. It's Gothic Teddy Bear, also known as Kevin Folgers. Hi, Old Mitchell. Good to talk to you both. And now it's the discussion of <sighs> Smash Brothers. So, anyways, uh, Smash Brothers, yeah, how about that? <laughs> well, um, uh, yeah, uh, wow, we were all very surprised by that. Okay, so, 
Obviously, my biggest um, concern, being an avid member of the Kremlin campaigner, is K. Rule's inclusion. Now, here's the way I see it for K. Rule to happen. Um, if at E3 there's a new Donkey Kong game with King K. Rule, that trailer will be shown off, which will segue into the next trailer with King K. Rule getting into Smash. This idea has already been established with the, uh, the Inklings. When they showed off the Splatoon 2 DLC, and then they showed um, the Inkling Smash reveal trailer. Now, another thing to keep in mind was the whole idea that Inklings were me costumes before they were newcomers in this new game. And King K. Rule did not have any presence whatsoever in uh, Smash 4, and neither did the Inklings. Now, a lot of the other me costumes had some kind of role in the game. Like, Krom was, and Dunmon were... Uh, final smashes for characters like Robin and Shulk, respectively. And, you know, Toad is Peach's B-move. And there's all kinds of utilizations of me costume characters. But the likes of Inkling, K. Rool, and Gino were not present in the game in their actual form. And the hurdle for Gino is that Gino is owned by Square Enix. So is there hope for Cave Rule to finally be a playable character? Uh, I'd say the odds are looking much more in favor of him this time around. Uh, I hate to say that, though, because, you know, got our hopes up last time. Now, there's a chance also for hopes of Hero. Sakurai may not even be the director. We know he's involved with the game, but uh, we don't know if he's director or not. So, anyways, uh, time's running out. Uh, King K. Rule... I'll let you guys discuss that. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Mitch, would you like to have first crack at this? Um, so, right. King K. Rule was a me costume in Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. Um, and I, I thought that was actually kind of like, I know it upset a lot of people on DK Fine. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, mainly because I just didn't expect K. Rule, I kind of wrote it off as an impossibility. Um, but this seemed to have been... I don't know how much Bayonetta was actually in response to the Smash Ballot. The K. Rule me costume was actually in response to the Smash Ballot. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And I, we were talking about this before. Um, now that they have the ballot and they've started this new game, maybe they can actually act on it. Um, so yeah. I would say... Very tentatively, and with my fingers crossed, and standing over the the rim of the Grand Canyon, it is more possible than it was last time. Uh, now you brought up the idea of uh, the Inklings, K. Rule, and, and and Gino being like maybe more possible this time. Gino's biggest problem was never that he was a me costume. Gino's problem is that he's a one-off side character in a Mario RPG. <laughs> From 20 years ago. Yeah, from yeah. from uh, 20 years ago. And there's been so many, like, other Mario RPGs. I understand that he's popular, but, like, Paper Mario himself, I would argue, is a much more likely inclusion. Um, especially now that we have concrete, uh, like, in-universe, like, evidence that he is an alternate reality version of Mario. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. It's the it's uh, the second kind of Mario that I I wouldn't be mad at at all. I'd like that second Mario in that case. Um, but but yeah, K. Rule. I th- I think it's more possible than last time. Um, I 
the idea of a new Donkey Kong Country game with K. Rule as the enemy being revealed this E3 uh, is unlikely. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I could definitely see a new Donkey Kong game. I could see a 3D Donkey Kong game being announced. I could. Because I, I know Nintendo has something up their sleeves with uh, with Donkey Kong. No, I didn't say Retro has something up their sleeves. But I think Nintendo has something up their sleeves with Donkey Kong. Um, would you think it's but whether or not, next level? Or who would, who would do it? I have no I have no conception. Nor do I have any, uh, any leaks uh, sent my way to, to tell me who it could possibly be. But... Um, whether or not they decide to tie that in to Smash Brothers, whether or not K. Rool returns in the next Donkey Kong game, I, I don't know. I, I could see it, mm-hmm. and I think it's a greater possibility now than it was back in 2014. But honestly, I, I don't know. Like, you, you look at things like Sakurai indulging the K. Rool fans with the Mii costume in, in uh, Smash 4. You look at, you know, K. Rool being referenced as a street sign in uh, New Donk City, yeah. in Super Mario Odyssey. I, I feel like K. Rool's days of being ignored and treated as a non-entity by Nintendo are on the wane. I feel like inevitably he will return. And if they do it as a one-two punch uh, of him as the main antagonist in a DK game and as a Smash Brothers reveal, that would be even better than him just coming back in Smash Brothers or winning the fan ballot last time around. I feel like it, it would be the kind of um, thrust that his character needs to return to prominence uh, and also to justify him being in Smash Brothers if we need some sort of modern-day justification to get a character back. I know I said I want nostalgic characters and classic characters, and I just, but I just poo pooed the idea of Gino. Gino was a one-off. Besides that secondary appearance he made in that other Mario, uh, Mario and Luigi game, but you know, I, Gino's importance was never there. He he's, he's been a fan favorite, but I I liken him to the Mario equivalent of a tip top or something you know like well yeah he's, he's just like he's one not... of the party char- and we're probably angering a lot of geno fans out there but he was just like <laughs> one of the characters in the party in yes in super mario rpg it's like uh in in paper mario the thousand year door you had a suite of party members and like one of them was a old salty pirate or not a pirate but like a sailor babam named captain bobbery it would be like him like it's no, you can't. You can't just have that. It's it's so yeah, like so small. I I, I understand. I understand characters in that are you know have have a certain uh, popularity in in fan bases, and and we tend to exaggerate their importance in our own heads. We do that at DK Vine as 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 part of the gag. Like that's we celebrate these characters. Like uh, and it, it's a little bit skewed in our case because then the creators also indulge us Mm -hmm. because we have a more direct line to the uh, creators so we get things like royston uh popping up every you know in in myriad of places but uh i don't think it's the case with nintendo and nintendo's never been really one to do that so uh yeah give it up gino's never gonna happen i think the uh bringing it back to the the donkey kong conversation uh Yes. The good news is, well, now here's the bad news first. 
The bad news is that if you want a very specific Donkey Kong character, I think the odds are not in your favor. The good news is that if you just want another Donkey Kong character, I think there's four very likely choices. And we're also due for one. That adds up to a likely new Donkey Kong character. What are the four choices? Because I, I can name three of them. So the first is obviously the K. Rule. Um, the pros, he's very popular. Uh, probably did well in the Smash Ballad, although we'll never know. Uh, but I and think has the this modern resurgence the we just talked about. The evidence is in the Mii costume. So. Yeah, in the Mii costume. Yeah. Um, the cons, he doesn't seem to be used for modern Donkey Kong games anymore. Uh, and that definitely is a blow. Uh, second, Dixie Kong. Uh, pro, probably the third most important Donkey Kong character, just at all, um, after Donkey and Diddy. Um, Khan, uh, maybe would play too similarly to Diddy and would, in that case, be... Because she can't be a clone of Diddy because she doesn't do the exact same things, but she would be some, like, where half in between and that's neither, like, exciting enough to be a newcomer or easy enough to just be a clone. Um, but <laughs> still, um, I'm, she's popular. Uh, third is Cranky Kong. Pro's yes. got a big boost with Tropical Freeze and has always been important to the series. Uh, is important to Nintendo, being that it's the Donkey Kong from Donkey Kong Arcade. Uh, cons, Nintendo doesn't think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, really... He's only been playable in any large respect in one game, in Tropical Freeze. Um, and the fourth, I think, is maybe, in in my head, right now the most likely, um, Funky Kong as a clone of Donkey Kong. Um, mm-hmm. Clones are very easy to throw in at the last minute. The build of the model of Funky Kong is very similar. Uh it would work with all the same moves, except maybe turn that up B into swirling that surfboard around. Um, I could see that happening. Well, you've just sold me. So now I want K. Roll, Dixie, Cranky, and Funky <laughs> all in the game. And I will be devastated when one of those doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the call, Kevin. Yeah, thanks. And, you know, I, I will say this. I, I know my position in the fan base i know as uh co-founder of dk vine as it's it's editor-in-chief as it were right now uh i have a responsibility to to help rally the fans and get them excited about the possibility of these characters so i don't want you to think i'm going to be shirking those responsibilities i just want to be clear that i'm trying to come at it at a more healthy angle than i did last time so I, I will be with you guys, you Kremlin campaigners, you. I, I just also need to keep my, my wits about me at the same time. I got drunk last time. I and and this time I need to I need to just be a social drinker, but but learn when to put the bottle away. Okay. I don't know. This analogy is getting away from me, so <laughs> I'm gonna take the take this next call. Thank you. What up? Angry Ancestor, a.k.a. the big AA, the big double A, evil and medieval, the irate great-grandfather, the mean green time machine. Wake up, people. You didn't listen to my fucking call sack call. The fuck? 
the one about me getting arrested in the Toys R Us. Anyways, so um, let's talk about the music in Smash Brothers. It's not talked about a lot. I don't want to be cliche, you know. Um, you know, Smash Bros. has this innate ability to bring attention to to franchises and specific elements of those franchises to people who normally wouldn't give it, you know, the time of day at all. Um, you know, I remember Brawl had that dope remix of Sticker Bush Symphony, and, you know, obviously Donkey Kong is extremely popular. David Wise is pretty well-known. Sticker Bush Symphony is extremely popular. But I think in Brawl, it kind of helped reintroduce that song into the mainstream a little bit. Uh, it introduced the uh, the song in the series probably to a lot of younger gamers. And it uh, probably kind of helped non-believers realize how beautiful Donkey Kong can really be and maybe cause them to give the series a second chance, you know. So uh, um, if my question is, if you had to pick three songs from the DKU to be in the quote-unquote new Smash Brothers game, what would they be? All right. See you in church. <laughs> thank, thank you for the call, Angry Ancestor. I'm sorry you were arrested in a Toys R Us. If you had just waited it out a couple of days, uh, there would have been no Toys R Us to get arrested in. Yeah, your bail would have gone on clearance, too. <laughs> oh, I'm really bummed about that. Yeah. I, I, have so, I have so many fond memories of Toys R Us, and... Yeah, same. I bought so many Skylanders there that I could have gotten on clearance. Um, yeah, mine were a bit longer ago, <laughs> but for sure. <laughs> okay, the music. This is this is something we have not brought up yeah. in the slightest. So I don't know. What do you what What do you think? Like, he he has a very specific question. Like, this is this is kind of like the fan parlor game. That that's so common with Smash Brothers that that we have kind of shied away from the the if you could pick three which would you pick? Um, mm-hmm. Do you have anything to say about the music firsthand? Like, I because honestly, it, it's something I don't think a whole lot about. I I like a lot of the Smash Brothers music, but for me, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of them are just cover versions of, and, and I always prefer the original take. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. Maybe. I was gonna say I I prefer when it's a when it is a cover, because I think just putting the original version of the thing in Smash either it doesn't fit sometimes. Um, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I, I I agree with you there. I, I I just mean in general as far as like I'll never prefer the Smash Brothers version of the DK rap. Oh well, for yeah. Example. Yeah, <laughs> that's just clearly inferior. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I th- anything from Banjo Kazooie would mean that Banjo Kazooie's in the game, so that's a cheap. Well, yes. <laughs> um, I but with the series already represented in uh, in Smash Brothers, I would like to see the um, what's the name? I forgot the name of the song. I was just playing through Star Fox Adventures the other day, um, mm. and the. 
the Lightfoot Village theme is really good. Um, okay. Any any Star Fox Adventures song would be great. Um, so that one of those, that's one of the three I would pick. How about you? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, the theme from Thorntail Hollow, just because for me it's so iconic when you think uh, Star Fox Adventures music. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the um, That'd be great. the the base song, and um, it would be something different though. And I don't know if it would actually tonally fit any of the Star Fox games that are or Star Fox levels that are likely to be in featured as stages. I wouldn't I wouldn't be so against putting it on a not Star Fox thing. Um, there was some more okay. of that in Smash Wii U than there was in Brawl. There were occasionally just songs that were from completely different series showing up on stages. Um, like the Xenoblade stage was very naturalistic and, and atmospheric, uh, but also had like these very uh, big ships and like metallic robots and stuff that would maybe fit into the vibe of Star Fox Adventures. So I, I could see a Star Fox Adventures sta- uh, song going there, maybe. You could just play it on a Donkey Kong stage. Yeah, or that. <laughs> it's David Wise, and it most of the game took place in lush, naturalistic environments. So, yeah, there you go. Um, all right, uh, do you have a second one? I mean, I want, I want Spiral Mountain. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. say, I mean, uh, who cares? Damn the implications. Yeah. Just say you want Spiral Mountain. Yeah. Um, I, I'll go with, uh, the Gangplank Galleon. Sure. Um, that's a good one. Yeah. And it's iconic. And yes, with that, it doesn't necessarily mean K. Roll would have to be in it, but it, it, it's, I think one of the, the top songs associated with the franchise. Yeah. And I think and you could swing that to be to associated fight. with Diddy as much as it is with K. Roll. Um, it, it, it's, it's also got a driving beat to it mm-hmm. that would make it good for a fighting game. For sure. Yeah. For my last pick, I really like the uh, the credits to Tropical Freeze. Okay. The credits to Tropical Freeze are, are really great. They could go in any Donkey Kong stage. Oh. That'd be easy. Oh, well, I wasn't even thinking in terms of Tropical Freeze. Of course, we're going to get something Tropical Freeze related from this game. Uh, we'd have to get a stage. Ooh, don't don't sure. say of course. You were so good oh, about okay, it okay. this whole podcast until I right know, now. I know, but okay, okay. Look, it, look. If this is if this isn't just a port mm-hmm. uh, of Smash uh, Four, then we're going. I mean, we're going to have to need new stages, and the the glaring absence of anything related to Tropical Freeze, save for some trophies. I mean, in the last game, and the fact that we're getting a Tropical Freeze remake this year, or or a port, or however you want to define it how could we not get a tropical freeze stage i i would love um i don't think the tropical freeze stage would be this i think it would incorporate freezing yeah and, probably. and the whole snowman aspect but the um the the grassland theme the grassland uh, the groove Savannah, grassland groove yes that'd be great um that's that's like my favorite track from the game and uh it would be terrific to see it back in, in in a new in a new context in Smash, get David Wise himself to do a remix of it. Though you got David Wise working with you now, at you being Nintendo, have him actually go at it. All right. Mm-hmm. Thanks for um, the question. Yes, thanks, Angry Ancestor. All right, let's take the next call. Hello. 
So what are some that you would bring back from past games? I know a popular one is the adventure mode, which would be really cool. Um, one thing I'd like to see come back is uh, the slot machine trophy feature from Melee. I know in each game they've had different, uh, you know, trophy games, but I always liked that first one. It, it was always really satisfying to get one you didn't have already, and, uh, you know, no frills to it. Just put in coins and get trophies. Um, also, I know this might be a, a popular question, but uh, if by some chance Banjo-Kazooie did happen to get in, what uh, moveset would you want for them? What level, music, you know, the whole shebang. Although, if you guys already answered this question, then you know what? Don't even worry about it. Um, all right. Uh, have a great rest of the show. Bye-bye. Uh, well, I, the first part of his call, I think he was um, driving through a tunnel or spelunking at a very inopportune time, just wrapping up his cave expedition. So we, we missed what he was trying to say at first, but I believe the, the crux of it is which mode would you like back in, in the new Smash Brothers? Um, and uh, this is something we kind of yeah. touched upon a little we, we bit. We touched on it a little bit. But, uh, uh, the adventure mode is a is a big get for single player fans of the series. Uh, I, I really don't mind if it's more like melee or more like uh, brawl in that sense. Uh, brawl definitely had like the bigger story. It was a bit more fulfilling, but melees was uh, replayable and repeatable and it was different every time a little bit. Um, the thing is, yeah. if they bring back the Melee-style adventure mode, I would want it to be more complete. It, it still felt like an afterthought in Melee. Yeah, in it could be a little bit longer, a, for sure. You well, you had, like, a few stages that were really cool, like, you know, the, the side-scrolling Mushroom Kingdom stage. And I loved how they incorporated, like, a golf course in the background. It, it felt very much like you're seeing a side of the Mushroom Kingdom that the mainline Mario games will never show you. We're incorporating a little bit more of, of the Mario legacy in this. Uh, and it also came at a time when we weren't getting any 2D Mario uh, Brothers games. This is before the mm -hmm. new Super Mario Brothers game. So it, it, it felt very, very cool. Um, you know, the, the Metroid uh, stage was cool, you know. But I would want more. Like, for Donkey Kong, they just had you fight... Yeah. You know, like like... I, I, I want it to be more of an adventure and less of a few stages kind of designed from their, their parent series and then the rest are just f fighting marathons. Like, here, you're going to have to fight 30 Yoshis, you know? Um, yeah, maybe so some, like, I, I brief, ask... like, 10 to 15 second cutscenes of the quality and, and style of Super Smash Brothers Subspace Emissary. Um, yes. But just recontextualizing what you're doing for each level of the melee style adventure mode. Maybe that's a good middle ground. Maybe that's something to, to hope for. I'd, I'd be into it. Um, and yeah, another, it would, it would be cool. Oh, sorry. You go for it. Oh, sorry. No, I, I was going to say it would be cool if they could, um, have each, each stage be somehow representative of the, the main kind of game from the, the series is representing, but of course, in in the Smash Brothers style, then you know, um, 
with with, with your character's move set. So you know nothing nothing too radically different. But you know if, if it's a if it's a side scroller they're most known for, put them in a side scroller. If yeah. it's whatever, um, that that would be cool to see. And it, it's something I felt like we missed out on in melee. One of my few grievances with melee. Yeah, another another grievance I, I kind of have with melee is that, with the exception of the uh, opening cinematic, there are very few chances for characters to actually interact with each other, and you see a lot of that in Subspace Emissary, and then it's gone again in Wii U. Um, so something yeah. a return to that like, um, a, a lot of people out there I know have problems with like the story of Subspace Emissary or the fact that it's like a, a cool collection of cutscenes, but maybe not a great game. This is all fair and true. Um, but like it did have the Pokemon trainer becoming friends with Lucas. That was rad. I liked it a lot. Um, and stuff like oh, yeah. Pikachu and Samus being as, friends. Yeah. As, as a rare fan, having Diddy and Fox McCloud yeah. team up. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that was basically pornography for me. Yeah. And then they'd fight a Pokemon. It's crazy. <laughs> It's just crazy. Yeah. That's what it that's what that was able to do in the the character trailers uh for Super Smash Brothers 4 kind of did that, but they did that in the marketing stage of the game instead of the actual game and like that <laughs> yes. that didn't feel great. I mean, like I understand that I still got the same amount of budget out of those trailers that I probably would have if they were part of the main game, but it didn't feel good to have that be the way they were. Um, no, no, yeah. a- absolutely not. It, it felt like you're wasting so much time mm-hmm. making these trailers, and then I play the game, and I find that the hype for the game was more enticing and intriguing than the actual game itself. They were cool trailers, though. Just I, they were cool trailers. Yeah, just a clearly non-sustainable thing to do. It's uh, <laughs> so expensive. Um, another another mode before I forget um, that isn't something we've already talked about is um in melee break the targets was specific to each character um that was really cool in brawl it was just like it it wasn't that there were five difficulties of break the targets and each of those were unique but like any character could go through them character specific break the targets would be really really nice that'd be tight you know what? I'm not even going to say a different thing. I agree with that 100%. And the thing I loved about Break the Targets in Melee was it taught me how to play as every character. Yeah. Not yeah. like master them. Not like become a a tournament winning you know champion with each character. But it taught me how I can then utilize every character to win all of the, the single player modes that I needed to get all the achievements, to get all the trophy, you know, stuff like that. Character based puzzles. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 and some of those break the target puzzles were hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was hard to figure out and satisfying when you got it. So I would absolutely love to see that back. Give me incentive to play as all of these characters. I'm mostly going to play as Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong and, and, and K. Rule and Funky Kong. And, <laughs> yeah. and Swanky Kong and Brash Bear, but you know what? You know what? I know because I know all those characters are getting in, and, and my whole year will be ruined otherwise. But I, I'll play as Dark Pit if you give me a break the targets specifically designed around Dark Pit. That sounds fun to me. Yeah, I'll do it. You see, there in Melee, I didn't have any connection to Marth and Roy, no, none whatsoever. I ended up liking them because of what I went through in the game. Uh, if 
in the absence of any like character specific things like a story beat in subspace emissary or uh like a specific break the targets mode for that character it was really hard for me to like make new friends with a character i was not yet familiar with in wii u um where I was, I was into it in, in Melee and Brawl. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Or at the time, I had no idea what Metal Gear Solid was all about. And Brawl got me, like, into Metal Gear Solid. I really like it now. Uh, and I think that is the power of Smash. And by not utilizing it, it's a little bit of a missed opportunity. But the other part of that call was Banjo-Kazooie's moveset. Um, yes. I'm not thinking anything too crazy. A lot of the new characters uh, from 4 and what looks like the Inklings will be, they've got these niche-specific things that only they can do, which is kind of cool. But I don't think Banjo's that kind of character. I imagine a side B to be maybe like shooting a... uh, Like Banjo ducks down, Kazooie pops her head out, and she shoots a grenade egg. Um, you can just swing Kazooie around by the neck like Briegel Bash uh, for the standard moves. Maybe for a final smash, you have Mumbo come out and he transforms you into a T-Rex. <laughs> See, I'm thinking so much more basic and I realize I'm thinking more in melee terms than the, the hyper-convoluted nonsense that, that Ford descended into. But I was thinking final smash... Uh, a, a flight pad comes out and you can beat bomb them. Like, oh, sure, like, yeah. I, I realize that that's lacking a spectacle. And that's pretty good, uh, too, though. And, and But, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. Speaking that of that, though, out, sure. Mario's final smash should also be a T-Rex from Odyssey. <laughs> and we just get two T-Rex-based final smashes. I wouldn't be against it. T-Rexes are great. There is a lack of T-Rex in Smash, as it is. Hey, guys, it's Ethan or Van the Bear here, and, uh, oh boy, Smash, Zack, yeah, okay, I'm just, look, I'm just gonna get the, smash, 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 I just, okay, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. If they announce Disney Kong, that'll be cool. If they announce, say, Banjo and Kazooie, great, that's amazing. Nice to see Microsoft and Nintendo ran along together, but I don't, I don't care. I will not care. I will not pick up this game. I will, I will not even consider it until King K. Rule is announced. Just, uh, I know I sound so bitter, but uh, and childish, and you know, just oh, you're not gonna buy the game unless you're But darn it, it's Smash Brothers. It's the same thing every time, and oh, I just don't want to. I just don't want to buy. It. Spend sixty bucks on a game I don't want without the character that I want most. And just, uh. But guys, be real with you. I've I've done this before, but I think. We're getting King K. Rules match. I I think this is the year King K. Rules coming back, and I think that extends the match. People are starting to take notice of popularity, and I think you know I feel like this is it. This is K. Rules' big comeback. I think he's going to be the villain of the Donkey Kong Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle DLC. I think he's going to be like the boss of that. I think 
if potentially if we get a new, I I feel like we could get a Donkey Kong racing game, honestly, some point soon. And that of course has without to bring K. Roll back. I feel like we get him in Smash because because his overwhelmingly popular on the Smash ballot. You know, this his popularity overall, and I feel like we can get K. Roll back in in Smash or Donkey Kong in the main Donkey. I uh, this is all is really confused. I know I'm just on a tantrum about K. Rool, but I know you're going to already be talking about in this episode, but I want him back. I want him in Smash, and I will not consider getting the game without him. So Smash is a, just nothing but bitter disappointment to me. It's a stale series to me. You know what? And I'm not going to say it's going to suck or anything. If you like it and if you're excited for it, good for you. But darn it, it's just been just nothing there to me. So what do you guys think about my little t- my little tantrum and all that stuff? Hope you had a good. You hope you're having a good episode. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a therapist? And um, if not, um, would you like a card? Uh, just, I'm, I'm trying to help you out, man, because I don't want you to be destroyed by the Smash Brothers hype. Um, and it sounds like you're already halfway there. To me, this is, this is just my take on it. Cause I, um, like the reason I was eventually, I was initially, uh, impressed by what DK Vine was doing and why I joined the forums all those years ago were like mainly from a banjo perspective um i like donkey kong country it's just not like my favorite favorite thing um the way banjo is i don't i don't see maybe this is just crazy i'm just wrong i'm just like off base here i don't see why like dixie kong wouldn't be as good if not better for the series than k rule hmm I think I can answer you that, um, and and for, for that I think it's rooted back in the melee era when they added Bowser and Ganondorf, mm. and there was part part of the appeal of melee was you know the original Smash Brothers it was so much fun to have all of these N- Nintendo protagonists finally get to fight each other, and yeah, with, like with melee yeah. we got. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, lifelong desires finally uh, satiated by having Jigglypuff face off against uh, Fox McCloud. But uh, Melee introduced two antagonists in one uh, fell swoop. And after that, it it really, like, triggered, like, this desire to see the the main antagonist of all of the, the big Nintendo franchises get get to fight each other and mm-hmm. i think k rule like we were like oh king ddd it should be in the third one and k rule then and 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 that desire has never really left and it's only grown in in some certain segments especially of the donkey kong fan base and and so much so that k rule now outweighs dixie in, in getting in smash brothers and it's not like we wouldn't be happy or proud to see Dixie up there on that stage, and she absolutely deserves it. Well, but I think I mean that I don't think that applies to Ethan slash Bay and the Bear. I think he's 
Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I'm saying in a general broader sense, but I, I think like where Ethan and a lot of fans uh, are, are coming from is there is a greater validation to have the the series primary antagonist up there because it's 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 a validation that your series is is mm-hmm. just as well rounded and complete as Mario as Zelda in Smash Brothers case as Kirby, um, and so not only do you get the joy of this this Legion of Doom kind of uh, you can either team up all the villains or have them fight each other, uh, you get that aspect, but you also get this this sense of our series is just as important as Mario and just as important as Zelda. And to be frank, K. Rool is one of the most popular Donkey Kong characters. He Yeah. He 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 is he is I mean, among the fan base, he is uh, maybe even the most popular at this point. Maybe he's even surpassed Donkey and Diddy themselves. He's a an interesting villain and some of that is fan conjecture, but a lot of that is just how Rare presented him, especially in those first three years where he was just this guy who who was having a mental breakdown before our eyes. And uh, he, the fact that he can be so many different things. He's essentially, all he is really is Bowser from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show in that every episode of that, Bowser took on a new persona based on the setting of that week. Yeah. And that's all K. Rool is. K. Rool is that made manifest. But my favorite Bowser was the Bowser, or excuse me, King Koopa from the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. That was my favorite iteration of that character. So to have him in the Donkey Kong series as K. Rool, that works for me just fine. So that that's my understanding of it. I could be wrong, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure everyone has their specific different reasons sure, for liking their sure. characters. But... um. I would I would argue that if you think Smash is so s- stale, uh, and there's nothing wrong with thinking that, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, don't get it, even if K rules in it. <laughs> like if you don't, if you just don't like the game, don't get it, even if it has. The, well, yeah, because yeah. then it's just like you've been so obviously influenced by the marketing of the thing t- to play a game you don't want to play i i understand what you're saying i personally have to refrain from this because i'm the guy <laughs> who will buy anything if one of the kongs is in it so i i i i am just the wrong person to even suggest this that's that's fair i'm i'm a I'm i understand a that i'm in a very privileged position where i just i just like playing smash <laughs> so the the yeah. thing that i want in smash is always kind of just going to be gravy unless they really mess up the um the the fighting system of the game like i would argue they did in brawl and then in that case you know stuff gets whatever you want to do the next call well i real quick and i realize we're running long here whatever that means for the conversation but uh, I did want to touch upon some of the comments in the live stream chat as well. Ooh, okay. uh, Cameron Regal, a DK Vine staffer, frequent conversation co-host is there. He says, uh, in in regards to K. Rule over Dixie, uh, for me, part of it is the novelty. Even if he comes back, I don't think I'm ever going to be able to play as K. Rule in a Donkey Kong Country platformer. That's a good point. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, he says, I'd be happy to have Dixie, though. In an ideal world, we get both. But there's always a part of me that says, I know what playing as Dixie uh, on a 2D plane is like. So, yeah, I, I think all, that is actually absolutely an aspect of it. I've played as Dixie many times, and as much as I love playing as Dixie, um, I'm interested to see how K. Rool perform in Smash Brothers is one of the only opportunities to do so. Uh, Amazing DJ Dustin says you can uh, play as him in Barrel Blast, though. That's something. Oh, great. But you're, 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 yeah, well, for starters, it's Barrel Blast, and unless they reintegrate bongos in a new play control version, as, as we mentioned la- last episode, um, that's not going to be enjoyable. And two, you're strapped to a vehicle. It, it's one thing to have a character playable in a racing game. It's another to be able to have them walk around and jump and kick and 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 do all of these things. And um, Smash Brothers would definitely scratch that itch. All right, let's take the next call. Hey, six-time caller here. Hi, Mitchell and guest. I'm calling about Super Smash Brothers 5-4, the Switch. First off, I will say the reason I didn't buy a Wii U was because of Smash 4 at, for the Switch being really just Fire Emblem Fighters and not adding Dixie or K. Roll, obviously. So I, I still haven't played Tropical Freeze yet. I don't own a Wii. I know I'm crazy. That's like not having seen The Last Jedi yet because Donkey Kong Country Returns is definitely The Force Awakens and Tropical Freeze is definitely The Last Jedi. So I didn't buy a Wii U. But I did buy a Wii U game. About a week before my birthday in October, I walked into a GameStop and was on a mission to buy one thing, a Donkey Kong Skylander Amiibo Dark Edition. Searching the store eye level, I saw nothing. Then I looked up and saw it, the Deluxe Edition Starter Kit of the DK Dark Edition. I was elated as the price was marked down from $76 to only 16 bucks. I jumped up, grabbed it, and now I own a Wii U game and an Amiibo, but no Wii U. Moral of the story, I was so against Smash 4 that I refused to buy a Wii U, even though I own a Wii U game. I'm tepidly excited for Smash Switch, but I was also excited, but I also exited out of the hype about a year before Smash 4 came out, so who knows if they announced Marth straight uncle or Roy's former babysitter or Marth's Sunday barista at the specific Starbucks that he goes to as characters, I may tap out again. Listen, obviously they're going to utilize the Smash 4 engine since the Wii U and the Switch must have similar architecture with all of these remakes they've been doing. I also hope that stupid fucking bunny from the 3DS badge game is included. One of the best new Nintendo characters by far. At its heart, Smash Brothers really is the culmination of every Nintendo franchise, and Smash 4 didn't live up to that history. It was the Avengers of video games, except without Kevin Feige and wife cheater Joss Whedon at the helm. As a kid, I drew out how Super Smash Brothers should be on the back of my 7th grade math homework. In it, I I added Banjo-Kazooie, obviously, as this was the year 1997, and some Super Mario RPG fucks. Let's be honest, the thing that needs to be in Super Smash Bros. 5 the most is the Radar Scope from Radar Scope. (laughs) Six-time caller, thank you uh, for your always absolutely correct opinions on everything. It's interesting when you get like a well-written phone call. 
Yeah, like, I don't know if he scripts these things ahead of time or if he's just so much better at improv than I am. <laughs> I don't even know where he was going with that. Radar scope, I like that. I, I want I want them to get weird with it. I don't mind that they get weird with it. Like, for some people, like, the uh, the we Fitness trainers were a bridge too far. I like those. Oh, yeah, me too. That's my I, favorite. I, yeah. Uh, uh, but I, I want them to get even weirder and more obscure. Like, I want... One of the things that I've always wanted, um, along with uh, like Chad and other DK Vine staffers over the years, has been uh, Space Puck from Galactic Pinball. Uh, and then Jeff Onan suggested, what if we have a virtual boy as a playable character called the Virtual Boy? And he projects, you know, uh, different aspects of Virtual Boy, Virtual Boy games from his visor, similarly to how Duck Hunt was a celebration of all of the light gun games, the, the zapper games. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that's what I, I want them to get weird with. Like, Mr. Game & Watch w- was was great. I want something similar for the Virtual Boy. And uh, Radar Scope, I'm not too familiar with what the actual game is. I know that's the arcade game that um, had to be retooled into Donkey Kong 81. Um like it was the one that they had all those cabinets of in North America that they changed into the first Donkey Kong arcade cabinets. Um, I have no idea what the game is. So, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Do you, if you just mean the cabinet, great. If you mean a specific thing from that game, <laughs> also cool. I don't know. Well, it could also be a stage, you know, that, sure. that's the thing. Like we need better stages in this Smash Brothers game. And I'm not afraid of them incorporating uh, stages sans characters we don't need a character stage uh correspondence mm-hmm. necessarily we can have lots more stages to represent those nintendo franchises that maybe don't warrant a character and they've been doing that uh, in uh in brawl they had a uh an animal crossing stage before they had villager and there's been uh picto chat and yeah some other stuff like that yeah yeah but uh, I, I i i don't know i feel like those stages aren't any fun <laughs> okay i i feel i feel like they suck i want I, I guess my my thing is i want that but i want them done well well yeah i mean i, I, I with all the stuff i've been suggesting the underlying un- unsaid second suggestion is oh but good right yeah yeah <laughs> like which, yeah what if, what if it had good graphics Hyle? whoa which which is the best form of criticism it, it would you know it'd be like Oh, yeah, well, th- this movie was fine. I would have loved it if it was actually, you know, competently done. Yeah. But, you know, it's fine. It was pretty good, but it would have been better if it was, like, better. Whoa. So that's the kind of high-caliber video game criticism and commentary one can expect every every episode here mm-hmm. on DK Vines, The Conversation, and the Super Jump podcast as well. Sure. <laughs> There's another point he wanted. Oh, yeah. Dark Donkey Kong from off of Skylanders. You know what? Turnabout's fair play. I Let's let's get let's get Dark Donkey Kong as an alt. Funky Kong and Dark Donkey Kong as clones. Sure. Yeah, I don't. It, yeah, sure. <laughs> it, it, Whatever. I, I would like to I would like Donkey Kong to have his uh, evil Knievel jumpsuit. From uh, Skylanders as an alternate costume this time around. Sure, man. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's just going to have different f- colored furs again. But, you know, Mario has his America costume or whatever the hell that is. Give me his the Evil Knievel jumpsuit. 
I like it. Um, I'm I'm sure you were probably joking, but in case you didn't know, or in case listeners out there didn't know, the America jumpsuit that Mario has is from NES Golf. Uh, it, it's it's is that the actual name of? Because I know there was the or original Golf NES Open Golf. or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, because because there there were two NES games that uh, vaguely used Mario. There was one explicitly that used Mario that came later that had Daisy in it and Luigi. And then and then there was an earlier one that had a vague Mario-shaped character, but... I don't it, remember it which more... one it was, but uh, it's one of no, those. No, it, it was from the second one, because the, the one that had the vague Mar- Mario-proportioned character... It, it was Mario, but in regular human proportions, and it was just called Golf... And it was one of the earlier NES games. Uh, my dad bought it when we bought an NES because he, he's a big golfer. And he bought that game. And that was the first golf game that he later replaced with Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf for the NES. Mm. Fighting Golf. That I, I played my fair share of Fighting Golf back in the day. One time I'm going to have to do an Oops All Tangents episode about Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf, because I see people make fun of it online. One of the worst titles ever, you know, as far as, like, actual video game names, Lee Trevino's Fighting Golf. But you know what? Have you ever played it, people? I don't think so. I have. I can't say I have. I have. Yeah, so I was just wondering um, about this announcement. It's great. Everyone is happy. Is it really just because you want the development team to pretend that Donkey Kong is as important as Mario? Thanks. I'm afraid <laughs> you were, um, I don't know, eating a bag of Doritos or something during half that call, so I didn't actually understand what the fuck you were asking. Uh, I, I, I think it's something about me not liking Smash Brothers. Me, I, I assume he wasn't referring to you, Mitchell. Um, just, just because this, this, this is my, uh, this is my house. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think he was saying something like, is the reason you have so you have so many underlying issues with Smash Brothers because psychologically you're jealous that Mario gets so much attention and you wish Donkey Kong could, because you live in a make-believe world where Donkey Kong is just as important as the Mario series. I think that's what he was asking. Um, and yes, the answer is yes, (laughs) that, that, that probably plays a large part of it. And I feel, I feel like I have, I have, I have a small man syndrome. I feel like, uh, I I need to buy a a high powered rifle. I feel like I need a big pickup truck with monster truck wheels on it. Uh, after I play smash four, because I've only got two characters. I've only got like, um, a couple stages. Mario's got, uh, goddamn near baker's dozen yeah a fire emblem is, is just like out the wazoo and yeah so yes yes that does play a part in it i'm only human look i recognize my faults what are you doing to improve you caller you know the thing with mario is that it's represented in not just the number of characters but it's it's also the exact picks that they've picked are like good picks for representation that represents a lot of various aspects of the Mario universe, even when you include, or especially when you include Yoshi, Wario, and Donkey Kong as well. Um, like, a lot of bases are covered. The thing with mm. with uh, Donkey Kong, and I was kind of thinking about this when I was talking about why uh, YK rule over Dixie, 
if you had Dixie Kong, that would be, I mean, she is an important character, but it would also look like you just have three Kongs and that's it. And that would maybe send the message that that's the only thing going on in Donkey Kong. I, I think that Zelda is actually similarly poorly represented in Smash. Um, yeah. Not necessarily in the number of characters, again, uh, but just the kind of characters. Like, all of those are humanoid folks. in uh, Ganondorf, Zelda, Sheik, Link, and the other Link. Um when there's so many different races and colorful characters in Zelda. Um, so yeah, I, that's not related to this person's call at all. I was just thinking about that. I hope that the style of representation is better in this one, even if the number of represented things is not. I mean, it's weird how poorly Zelda is represented in smash brothers when you would think that would be second best represented considering it's fucking Zelda. Yeah. And and Fire Emblem, like like it's so skewed. Again, I think towards um, Sakurai's preferences, and it, that wasn't an issue in Brawl. It, it was only until four that it just felt like I'm just gonna make this game for me with with a few breadcrumbs for you know what what other people want. And maybe that's just my own biases and and, and prejudices coming to the surface. Because if I were a bigger fan of any of those franchises that that corresponded with what Sakurai chose, then I wouldn't necessarily be saying that. But it, it's it's just bitter sour grapes. I understand that, um, and and this is why I want to avoid this kind of discussion. But you can't, Mitchell. You can't. You can run, but you can't hide for long because the rest of the internet will find you cowering under that rock. And and I, now I know why so many of our callers went spelunking this week, mm-hmm. because they're trying to escape from it themselves. So wrapping it all up, you said September, not November. Why oh, September? right. Thanks for reminding me. I totally forgot You're about welcome. that. A lot of people are saying that this could coincide with the launch of Nintendo's new paid online service, and that launches in September. I thought you were going to say 9-11. Yeah, okay, that, that, that too. Sense. My issue, if they do time it for the launch of the paid service, is I don't want this game to be rushed. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't know if that was actually an aspect of the last Smash Brothers, if it was, if it was rushed at the end of the day, but I don't want them to be, be rushing to meet an artificial deadline when I want this game to be good, because there really are no do-overs. You you can try to the to smooth over the cracks with DLC, but it's not going to happen if the uh, the underlying what what do you call a foundation for a road? I'm not I'm not a a man who works with his hands too much. Um, I would assume road. You can pave over the road all you want, but if that road is on quicksand, you're not going to be able to drive over it. There we go. Nicely done, Isle. If the paved road is over quicksand, you can't... No. <laughs> no, because the, the pavement will eventually sink into quicksand. Okay. The ground itself is rotten. Not not literally rotten, but it's it's unsuitable. It, it, it's, it's... My smoke alarm is going off. I should probably examine. Oh. <laughs> Got some fire? This has been a File 2 production. Thank <laughs> you.